Okay, what's up everybody? It's Francisco here and uh, I'm joined by my buddy Charles. It's just the two of us here for Sports Goofs number 151. Andrew, uh, if you look on the video version of this, you'll see that, well, we're inundated with rain because there's a hurricane on the way to Florida. Not on our side, but it's headed on to the, like, you know, west coast of Florida for now. You know, we might cut across the state. We'll see. We're almost there. It's almost time. But, uh, yeah, so we're we're dealing with that. I got Mario Tennis for the N64 in the background to have, you know, just there if you guys want that. And, yeah, Charles, how's it going? How you doing? It's good. I, I am being a typical Floridian and not caring by the <laughs> yeah. fact that since when I heard west side instead of east side. Yeah. West Coast, East Coast, I'm like, all right. I Basically. Here. Yeah, as soon as that happens, it's like, all right, I'll just, you know, I'll buy a couple things just, just in case. But you're, you're basically like, okay, maybe if it's any, like, really, we're just going to get the rain for the most part. We're not going to get I the mean, winds for the moment. What I, as, as far as what I do love, and it's kind of sick to degree, like, we're a very, like, dark generation. There's always a dark humor, dark being, mm. dark everything that comes into it. Even more so, I feel, when it comes to natural disasters because the memes have been popping about how true floridians are staying out line waiting for their pub subs mm. get it to go get their day drinking all set up and i this is why i feel like florida gets a bad reputation not because we're reckless with natural events this entire country was reckless with covid so I, i'm not gonna put that it's the fact that we have a very like blase behavior of wanting to get drunk during the day and getting fat. <laughs> we can buy public subs and chicken tenders any day during the week. Yeah. But for some reason, we make a very big event out of it to where we're going to get hurricane cakes, chicken tenders, yep. public chicken tender subs and everything in between, and then alcohol on a Wednesday. Yeah. You know, trot out the, the grill uh, right before it hits. Cook that oh. meat that you're... Uh... It, it's so you haven't strange cooked in to a me. while, you know? Yeah, it's, it's so foreign because if you had a character yeah. study of other nations, like if we had mm. Peru look at us, they, yeah. they were just like, what the hell is this nonsense? Yeah. And they would think they were strange and <laughs> I couldn't blame them. I, I literally, I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. If I had my ancestors coming in, mm. looking at it, I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I don't know how to explain this to you. This is just who we just are. That's how now. we deal with things. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is yeah. just who we are. A- Andrew's yeah. not here, uh, unfortunately. He's having spotty electrical issues. So, got an empty chair back there. So, we're we're just going to move on. Just the duo for us. And, uh, I, I mean, that means we can kind of go ham on NFL. We can go it, ham on... It, it's uh, going to actually be a sports show. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, uh, you know, we'll stop getting tired at some point And then we'll just... Uh, We'll talk about gaming and stuff. We haven't talked about that in a while. I watched uh, Hunt for Red October, which I'm sorry for Andrew not being here because I actually watched his favorite movie of all time, and yeah. I and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't know if you saw it, Charles. Have you seen it? I'm assuming you uh, saw I've it. I've seen it. Yeah. I, I was not held in a closet yeah. like you were. Sometimes I, I know Andrew was sheltered, and then sometimes I know you were sheltered, but you were yeah. sheltered by choice. Uh, Your ignorance <laughs> shows. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it did, I mean, I think it's like the way your upbringing's too, like... Like, I'm from, like, an immigrant family, like, directly, like, first generation type of thing. So sometimes, like, you're you're still trying to custom, like, acclimate yourself, you know, to the American ways. And we did in some aspects, but in other ones, no, not, I mean, lately, my dad's the one that watches a ton of movies now. He watches a bunch of movies on HBO and stuff like that. 
They got my all my thing is this, this that movie's been out since 1990. <laughs> Were you not like yeah. eight years old, you, just streaming through on a Saturday? You, you just cast Sean Connery in his worst, the, terrible acting. The funny thing is, I was in the magnet program at my high school uh, for TV and film. My God, yeah, and that is like what is considered to be a at, seminal thriller. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a spy thriller, even though some people want to. I, I wouldn't say that. It wouldn't say it's a spy thriller. It's more, you know, it, it's a suspense. Yeah, it's a drama, mm-hmm. suspenseful. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Sean Connery makes me want to play Metal Gear Solid. Um, yeah. Because it reminds me of and, Big Boss. And can we just say, like, if you want to talk about how people feel mm-hmm. cultural appropriation and movie stars work into it and how it's been bad now, it was bad 30 years ago when a man from Wales with an accent as strong as that is basically playing... No, he's from Welsh. He's Welsh? Okay. Yeah. That he, he's playing a Soviet defective. Yeah. In the worst, like, I, I could do a better Russian accent. Yeah. I, you know, he had you two British guys. He had him and he had Sam Neill. There were but a bunch Sam of people in Neill that movie. Is actor, though. Yeah, Sam Neill looked like a uh, freaking. Uh, oh, well, no, he is Scottish. He looked like Ocelot. He looked like an inspiration for Ocelot. From he's Scottish. Why am I thinking? Or was he born in Scotch and then moved to Wales? Because I, I know Catherine Zeta-Jones from Wales. I thought I he was Scottish. This, you know, he's Scottish, I mean, right? Okay, I, I probably screwed up. I I'm probably not. screwed up and I'm thinking about somebody else coming Maybe. into it. Maybe. Different so, actor. And different, I should different know British because I share, actor. Maybe I, Christian I share a Bale birthday with him. Yeah. No, Christian Bale's Australian. People love to remind oh, you that Christian Bale's Australian. Okay, all right. All right. Uh, well, my, my bad to my birthday legacy of, <laughs> I, I don't know why, maybe I just had a brain fart as mm. you get older. Now I'm going to have to go on to like famous Welsh actors. Um but there were a bunch That's of people what... in that movie. Like, it was him. Sam Neill was in that movie. Freaking uh, James Earl Jones was in that movie. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a studded cast there. They, I, there were some other guys, too. I just, I can't really so think of it There's a whole right bunch of people that I found out that are from Wales, and none of them, for whatever reason, <laughs> are actors. was that man. I know it was <laughs> Catherine. I think you want to know why, because I was thinking of Catherine Zane Jones and him in the movie Entrapment, which is mm. fantastic. But yeah, so like I understand people's anger is now, you know, even though I, I still don't understand how you can say we're mad because a little mermaid's black. Just say what it is. You, you just you're happy. You hate the fact that there's a black girl cast to it. Well, it's a mermaid, a yeah. literal fictional character. I'm angry that she doesn't look like Squidward out of anything. The, the worst thing that I saw was like people comparing uh, the the outrage of the Little Mermaid to like the outrage of the first Sonic the Hedgehog design. So, so can I say something to yeah, this? Yeah, like, Charles, right? Andrew's not here. Our moral compass isn't here, so we're we're uh, we're laissez faire here now. If y'all are complaining about Ariel being black, there's two things you could do. One, you could just watch the animated film and just leave it at that. A lot of the times, the Disney movies are not superior live action versus. None of the live action stuff has have toppled the uh, yeah. original stuff. I would say like their '90s live action stuff, like they did one on one Dalmatians, which was you know stood yeah, on that, its that's own. Fine. And it's they, they also did film. the ju- they had they did a first version of the Jungle Book that was yeah, live action. I, I remember that they had the guy who played Luke. Yeah, King it was like a Kombat. serious version but of it. But that that was before Disney became what we hate. Look, I'm yeah. telling you right now, yeah. I, I wish Hurricane destroys Disney. Predicting right now. I have such... For the big corporate machine, can't do it. Anyway, bring it back to the main point. No, I don't want anybody to get hurt, obviously. Hmm. I just want to... I, I never got the ride hmm. Neverland, so I or the Peter Van ride. So now I just want that vengeance. <laughs> but if anybody's complaining about Ariel being a natural redhead, I want none of you human... Or not redhead, a, a black person with a white girl. I want you guys... I want every person who's complaining about male or woman, you, from now on, are prohibited for the rest of your life to ever dye your hair, to change any hmm. aesthetic feature about yourself individually. 
How many real redheads do you know? First off, hmm. first off, nope. First off, every man who gets a little bit of trouble of the uh, the whites, you know, <laughs> they want to go that that you can you, you want to get that uh, that that dark color. Shit, you can't even do rogue anymore because hmm. you are no longer looking like your original feature self. Sorry, you want to get the Invisalign? Not on my watch. I I think people don't even realize, like people are stupid, that they they, they don't realize that. Like this is literally just a was it? It's a like a Scandinavian fairy tale, or whatever. Yeah, Hans That's Christian like, Andersen. Yeah, but like it's it's a I fairy tale. It's, it's it's a oh, no. oh no, the original one's bad. Died. Yeah, the, no, no, all those stuff from like the eighteen hundreds. Like yeah, you know you know, it's like yeah, you, you're just gonna die. It's it's about life and death. You know, it's yeah. it's about realness. But like the Disney stuff, it's all public domain. So you you know what? If you if y'all are so pissed off about it, make your own version. You know. But th- that's what I, pisses me off when it comes to people complaining about recast or new. I can't even call it recasting because no, you it's can't, just a, you're not it's going a new, to It's a new version of this tale that's already more than 100 years old. You, you literally give the sense of that you have ownership over what that role ought to be. And it makes no sense. The only thing I can give you is that if there was a live action movie that's getting remastered soon enough, you know, and there's certain degrees like, but you let Spider Man comes in each time but this sense of like ownership on the movies themselves is what i can't really get behind because for me i think it's just silly how you just y'all really didn't get average you know who i feel bad for you know the actresses i don't i don't know the actress's name i'm not up in the times of who they cast because i already know when i heard live action um you know uh little mermaid i said i'm not watching it that, that was literally me coming into uh, it. After but, Lion King, it's like, you, you just got to stay away. But like, but, but the funny part is Lion King was literally a shot-for-shot remake. Not exactly, but like... No, the bad... No, here's the thing with Lion King. And we're going to say it right now. Hmm. As much as I like Chiwe Edifor as a actor, if you already got back, when we spoke of him, James Earl Jones, to be Mufasa... Why could I get Jeremy Irons? He could have carried that tune a lot better hmm. than Cheatway did in the Be Prepared, which is like my third favorite song from The Lion King. Yeah. But this sense of ownership, and I don't, I don't lose sweat over it when I'm like, oh, they didn't recast James Earl Jones? Oh, not James Earl Jones, did they recast Jeremy Irons? Okay. You get angry for nothing because it goes back to where we're at at this time, and we'll relate this to sports too, where everybody's a tough guy behind the screens. But catch me saying that enough because you don't see, you don't have that casual conversation mm. at your local Chili's five beers in mm. where someone's brave and said, I don't know why they cast an arrow of that person, or why am I doing a Southern voice? I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> it could be anybody because it's been more than just Southern people. That are aggravated by this. Do a fog but, voice. Come but on. the further, let me tell you guys the slippery slope of this conversation. Mm. And damn it, we're going into this because there's racism in sports too. So why not? The slippery slope that everybody out there talking in public about how they truly feel of it, it's not so much that it's a slippery slope of opinions coming out that everybody have a different understanding and they think that the the woke agenda is being assigned roles and everything. It's two things. It's the slippery slope for the people complaining about is to show that you can't really hide your racism and predatory discriminations as well as you think you can, part one. And then part two, it should make you really aware that Hollywood and the entertainment industry personally balls out or walls out people of not just one specific color, but all colors, nationalities, ethnicities, and personalities if it does not fit the image of what they think will go to the people like you who are going to pay for their shitty movie. 
nobody got pissed off at this when they remade the Nutty Professor. No, no. It, well, because it was a superior, superior movie. Yeah, I think well. I think people just got pissed off at the Shaggy Dog because they realized they had to pay money to see Tim Allen. <laughs> that, that that's like my running joke that I just don't like. To I'm just saying it was a formerly white character that's played by a black man in the next movie. You know, f- you know, forty years later, and it's like, and none of y'all remember the 1953 version. It, it, it really, if anything, this should just get you guys excited for like multiverse stuff. As far as I'm concerned, what you can do is have the original Ariel come in as one of the uh, another, like an elder. You can have that like play an elder member and has a sing off. That's cool because that's cool homages to me. But, but like, no, but, it's got to be all or nothing with you people. Yeah, but it's at the same time, it's like the the lack. I don't know. We'll see what happens with this Little Mermaid. I, 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 it's just me with the live action Disney remakes are just kind of like. Uh, I think. The biggest travesty is that no one's talked about casting you know you, you cast the best suited actor or actress for any film that's my personal belief i think the biggest travesty and maybe it's because of fandom that i have for this particular actor you you have not casted the perfect prince eric you know who the perfect prince eric would have been henry cavill and you haven't done it that's how that's you true. should be out that's how yeah. you should be outraged about anything where you go and you view people and go, yeah, let's go from there and you look at a person like this is how prince eric was directed because to me Maybe I'm blind a little bit, but I, I do think that the actress has the essence of what Ariel looks like. But to me, any man that is casted that doesn't look like Henry Cavill ain't my Prince Eric. <laughs> and I don't care about that. All I care about is Ursula. Let's be honest here. Are we really going to see it for, for Ariel? No, we're going to see the sassy woman who likes to make deals and has flows and jetsam. Because Ursula's like my spirit animal. Hmm. And I wish Andrew was here for this because he's a big Disney nerd too, isn't he? But he hasn't seen some of the Disney stuff. He's, well, he's you know, literally admitted on the show. So, people people yeah. make up lies of how many people they've dated. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, oh, man. So, yeah, uh, I have no idea where we're going with this. I did, if you put on my bingo card <laughs> of 2022, it wasn't going to be Charles and Francisco have a very passionate forum about the little, uh, the little mermaid. <laughs> I don't know why I left to that. I think it's because this is what happens when I go on social oh, media man. right before we start the show. Because there's that, and then the whole like yeah. Deadpool and Hugh Jackman's coming back to join into it. I'm Are like, you bullshit. kidding me? Is that happening? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I thought, I thought Logan yeah, that's was kind of perfect, but that's kind of perfect because. Are you really? What are you really? That's that's all about too much money character. left on the table, and Disney was like paid paid up to the character. I, look, I, look, I I like Hugh Jackman, so you know that's fine. I I I, I could see he said no, I don't want to play the role no more. All right, Disney throws out a big fat check. He's like, okay, I'll do it. You know, even yeah, well, just even just like a cameo thing. But it's going to be him. And, and originally, the plan was like a road trip movie, mm-hmm. right? And of him and Wolverine. My problem is, so you, we talk about perfect castings. I, I, in theory, I'm okay with him for coming back for one last ride because obviously the actor that you want is not going to be there yeah. for a Wolverine. And, 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 is, and it, it doesn't... He is truly synonymous. Yeah, it's true, and it doesn't mess with the that, that X-Men trilogy slogan tra- timeline. They're never going to make an X-Men movie. Disney is never going to make an X-Men movie. You want to know why? Because they've had the licensing rights for a couple of years. They've had this implant, and they realize, we don't have shit to do. Oh no! And that like it is a destruction. That trilogy really did, like, the the, the sextology yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and oh yeah, what? yeah. That's right. I keep forgetting about the the newer the newer. Whatever. And they, they were fine. Dark Phoenix was just average. Like I, 
part of the problem so, is too I, oh freddy so yeah i don't know what's going oh, what's on up, with, freddy? yeah he says there's no video i don't know what's going on with yeah Twitch. i don't have a, i don't have a video on like on like, twitter we do have video i i see it on twitter but for whatever reason the last couple episodes on twitch like we've just gotten audio and just but but like after the show is over the video does show up so i don't know what's going on with that it, it's like on the thumbnail of the show it does show up that we're like like we're appearing and everything. Yeah, it says but, we're live, and then it'll ca- it'll play catch up, Freddie. That's yeah, why I see. I'll you know you can check out our Twitter. That's probably you know where you can see the videos of it. I mean, we're just. I mean, you don't necessarily have to watch the video because we're not really showing much on the screen. It's raining in the off in the in the studio, but whatever. And uh, and Andrew's not here because he's uh, he's got spotty electricity right now with the storm coming in. So, uh, yeah, yeah, but like. Man, what, so yeah, what was the Hugh Jackman? Yeah, Cassidy. Hugh Jackman. All right, yeah. Exactly. Well, it's related to sports because what happens is you know you have quarterbacks. This example. Look how big a segue this. Ah, Tom Brady. Mm. Tom Brady leaves the New England Patriots, but life goes on. Cam yeah. Newton. Cam's not my quarterback. He's not this and this is Mac Jones. Yeah. Then we got A. Rod and Barry Bonds wanting to come back for one more, one more go around. And I, I honestly, I honestly could see Barry Bonds being a DH. <laughs> I, I would pay for it a little bit. I'd pay for... I, I honestly, like, stick Barry Bonds on the Marlins. Have him yeah. come back. Don Mattingly's leaving. So. Yeah, for, for the... For the, all right, for the fandom, I do it. Like, I don't need to see A-Rod because I know he was literally limping to the gates not even be able yeah. to hit with a wiffle. The man yeah. couldn't hit a wiffle ball. Y'all took yard. the steroids away and he just started deteriorating after that. Yeah, it was just game over. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I guess... What I, an interesting startup. Yeah. Well... Uh, I don't see. care about the... It's actually a very overrated Disney movie, but that's the hill I'm dying on. Mm. Yeah. Um, all right, so... what Sports. Was, oh, yes. Okay, I went to Coors Field. That's what I did. I went oh, to... Go uh, straight to it. All right. Yeah, we'll just go right into it. We haven't talked about baseball. It's probably the closest thing we're going to talk about. You know, you know Cleveland, uh, the Guardians made the playoffs, which I'm yeah. actually happy about. I, I think it's very good because... It. I mean, here's my question. Because since we're talking about Cleveland, is there anybody else who's really AL Manager of the Year except for Tito? Because y'all, no one. You, you, I, all I said was that Minnesota and Chicago were right. I thought Chicago would get there, but you got to give that man his flowers, right? Because youngest, youngest uh, average age team in baseball. Only two big names that I know of on there. Yeah, which studs ain't even doing stuff. Jose Ramirez and uh, and I, yeah, I know Bauer. a couple other guys. Not, not Bauer. Um, the the pitcher yeah the pitcher is. yeah and then uh there's one other guy who was on the marlins or in their system before and they, i know they have carlos carrasco still there yeah but yeah no i'm i'm happy for cleveland i yeah. i i called it i was like you know because people are like oh the white Sox are gonna run away this division i'm just like who did you what? all see Where? Where? did yeah. you all like i was comparing them to last year i'm like the white Sox won their division but Every team in the division was like, all right. I'm like, every single one of these teams could literally win the division the next season. Because the White Sox didn't do anything. Is to... it bad that I'm loving the fact that Minnesota blew it? Uh, yeah, Minnesota blew it. Uh, Carlos Correa is going to opt out of his contract. He's kind of already sort of indicated that. So he's out. He's a one and done in Minnesota. Um, the Twins just kind of you know, screwed the pooch, really. They, they were leading the division at one point. Like, I think every single team except for like Kansas City and Detroit. Casey and Detroit kind of just play to, like, I guess below expectations, but are still rebuilding mode for both of them. Yeah. So 
Oh, well, okay, fine. I mean, and KC just like blew it. up their guy who helped formulate but, their But like, I saw nothing. Yeah, I saw nothing about Cleveland that was like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna falter. They're gonna. I'm like, they still got Terry Francona. They still got these young guys. Jose Ramirez is like their superstar, and he's he's pretty damn good. Their pitching wasn't that bad. I was like, this team could still like the White Sox last season. Like they had everything go right for them, but honestly, they were that like mismanaged. Yeah, <laughs> mismanaged that, and there was nothing about them that seemed like, all right, these guys can go on a run. Yeah, it they just didn't have that it factor. Yeah, you can win ninety five games, but they didn't have the it factor for me. So it's like okay, uh, this season, all right, Cleveland. Now you know the, the Guardians merch is moving now because <laughs> now you gotta buy that stuff if y'all have been holding out. Because they just won their division again. So, uh, I, you know, it'd be funny if they went on a run and won the World Series. And you're just like, oh, okay. I th- but I, it's one of those things, like, you know how everybody, you were all legitimately okay with, um, I was like, remember the year when it was Kansas City and Texas? No, I can't, I'm sorry, not Kansas City, Texas. Kansas City and who they play? The Mets? Yes, the, the Giants. Mets. Uh, Kansas City and the Giants. Where Kansas City won. Oh, against the Mets, yeah. Yeah, what, what, that happens, and you're just like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. That, that's how I feel legitimately sometimes with it. And it's like, it's it's just perfectly okay. And yeah. it might annoy people to a degree, but I know it sounds rude, but if you truly care about sports, you care about the small teams winning too. Because that's all you hear, yeah. especially I... baseball. All the big teams overachieve, which is actually true. Don't you don't want anybody from the NL to win this year. You don't want the Mets to win it, who overspent nope. on all men who are injured. No, I don't want the Mets facility. to win it, the Dodgers, You the don't Braves. want the Dodgers to win it, and you don't want the Braves to win it. Yeah. I so, mean, honestly, you... the Cardinals are probably really like the default, like, okay, <laughs> they've already got, got... Yeah, they got the second most championships anyway, so it's like, okay, fine. Yeah. And, and so Pujols's last that. year, Molina's last year, it, it, it has that stuff. And then yeah. you look at the AL; you, you don't want the Yanks to win, even though we weren't even the highest of the payroll. I think it was Boston, if I'm not correct, or I'm not mistaken. Maybe? Even though they, that'd be funny if though, it was because they got eliminated. Well, remember the whole thing was we're going to shift out dudes, <laughs> so we don't have um, payroll 2022. I'm going to just yeah. look this up real quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's see: Dodgers, then Mets, then Yanks, then Phillies, Padres, and the Red Sox are at six. So you guys still. All right. The Mets spent more than the than the Yanks, so you guys are third this season. Sure, yeah, we go from there. Yeah, take that. Uh, but yeah, the Red Sox they make the playoffs, and they're they they spent the sixth most, and the White Sox spent the seventh most. And didn't make the, the Padres playoffs. is the one that cracks me up. The Padres are hanging on. I mean, they'll probably win one of those wild card spots at this point, unless they fall apart, which they could, because I think they've got. I think they still got the Dodgers and. I think the Giants, who I mean, they're bad this year, but they could still, you know, I think they still got it in them to like screw over San Diego. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee's got an easy schedule for the most part. They've got, I think, St. Louis is like their only hard team. And then they got the Marlins and like Arizona or something stupid like that. And then the Phillies have, I think they got like the Cubs and I forgot what other team they got. Maybe Atlanta. So there's only like nine games left for most of these teams at this point. So. Really, it's like whoever loses more than two games in a row is going to be out of it, I think. Uh, I hope Philly ends up getting – I hope whoever's the interim manager, because they fire Sweet Joe Girardi, yep. um, whoever ends up getting out of it 
really um, gets to retain that position because you know how managers are some or organizations are. You can have somebody replace and like, eh, thank you for getting us to this cups of you know relevance, but we're not going to proceed with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that that's the thing where I'm kind of like, all right, what are we doing here, uh, per se? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, review of course field. So yeah, on Friday. I took a trip with my dad to Denver, Colorado. First time I ever went to Colorado. And uh, honestly, uh, I'll give my assessment of Coors Field first, and I'll give my assessment of Denver after that. But I think they're kind of one and the same, to be honest. So Coors Field, uh, nice baseball stadium. Very nice. It felt like a baseball stadium. I, I got to commend them for that. I I was roasting the Marlins on Twitter while I was reviewing Coors Field on my Marlins history account. As Basically. You yeah, and I was basically like saying like, they got this and they got that and they got this and like Marlins Park, like you've been there, it kind of feels like okay, fine. There's a baseball field in the middle of it, but it still feels yeah. like, like it feels like an empty mall, partially yeah. out of place. Yeah, yeah, an empty mall, partially out of place. It has nothing going on around it. Like you just got Abuelo and Abuela's house, <laughs> right next door. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's all you got. And then that, like inside the ballpark, they've it's it's like they've got some things, but it, like nothing really stands out. Uh, there's no real playing into like their history of like, hey, we won two World Series. It's uh, we've got we've had all of these players, you know, that have played here. As much as like the Marlins don't hold on to players, they still got guys that came by. Like they still had guys that that were significant that did things that won awards that got silver sluggers and batting championships and all that stuff. So, but there's no really no real acknowledgement of any of those accolades except for like maybe like five or so things that I can like recall off the top of my head. But even then, they're like they're like not really in your face about it. So it's yeah. like you know we've got so little to celebrate that why don't you celebrate the so little that we have? The Rockies, they haven't won the World Series. They went to one. And then, like, but, like, they throw out everything. that they like, oh, this guy won Rookie of the Year. And it's like, they got their names hanging all over the place. Oh, remember this guy? Remember that guy? I'm like, oh, yeah. Both teams are the same age. Uh, but, yeah, though, the ballpark is felt like a ballpark. It's huge. It's a huge ballpark. I think it has, like, I think it seats, like, 40K. So, uh, we went, we had seats all the way up at the, um, what they call the rooftop, which is like a bunch of seats in the upper deck and right field that they, they gutted out. Mm-hmm. And then they just added a bunch of like, you know, bar, like a big giant bar and uh, like a ham, like a smash burger thing and all kinds of stuff there. So like, that's, that's where we were sitting initially. Cause I wanted to like get mile high seats. Cause they got, you know, it's a mile high. And then like the, uh, before I went to the ballpark, I went on, on Reddit and asked like Rockies fans, Hey, what's good to eat? at the ballpark and they kind of gave me some suggestions but like nothing that stood out to me inside the ballpark and then one guy just you know sent me a message hey i'm not going to the game today i got two tickets you want them the club level i'm like hell yeah thank you uh so yeah we got we upgraded basically so i basically got my tickets for free i got well you know like my tickets were like you know 30 bucks each and i think those club level seats were probably like at least 60 each yeah so so we basically, yeah, I won out there. So yeah, me and my dad enjoyed that. They had fireworks after the game. The game went to extra innings. The pot, the, the fraud rays lost to Frauds. the Rockies. So 
that was fun to see. Uh, Juan Soto actually hit a home run, had a good game for once. He's still hitting 240, so not really uh, the best there either. Um, but what was it? The, the thing that disappointed me the most was they have no food selection there. It, it was not good, Charles. I mean, are you shocked? Like, every single one of the concessions, they had different names for them and all that stuff. And maybe there were, like, a couple, too, and they had, like, the kiosks. But for the most part, after, like, every three sections, you saw the same things repeated. Okay, you got a lemonade stand, you got beer here, you got uh, some people, they have, like, a cocktail thing there. And then you got the hamburger, you got the hot dog, you got the fries, the chicken tenders, and really that's it. That's it. And then you went over and you saw it again and saw it again on the screens and all that stuff. And I'm just like, what's, what is happening here? Like, do you guys have anything, anything to, to show off to, and then on the freaking buffet list, right? The, uh, the, the food list that we were going through the bracket and I was looking for the freaking Elvis shake. But apparently, because it was fireworks night, they closed off the entire left field stands, which is where the only Elvis Shake stand is, and I couldn't get it. So your premier thing that you've been promoting, and you can't go there. Like, And it was just on the concourse, you know? It wasn't like I was going to go down and sit there. So, I don't know. It, it, that, it, it left a bad taste in my mouth. Me and my dad got burgers at this thing called Smash Burger, like in, um, in right field. Which was, mm-hmm. I mean, it was fine. It was, it was probably better than the default burger that they sell at the, uh, at the normal concession stands. But you like, uh, there was nothing really great about the Rockies food. And then I, I said that this was kind of like, like Coors Field is kind of like the same as Denver in general. Uh, Denver is like, you know, it's a, it's all right city, like, but there's, there's not really much to do. There's not much. You're to just see. not impressed with it. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I saw like the Capitol and the City Hall thing, and walked around there and looked at some stuff. And went to like a state museum with like their history and all that stuff. But like, then we went. Uh, but like the food, food was not good, Charles. And the locals, every Ass single food? like the Ubers and the all, like they were the only ones that like that that were like we asked them like, hey, what's good to eat? And they're like, not really much good to eat here. It's just kind of like. This is why we had a legalized pot because our food is fucked. Exactly, you know, inedible. I remember you, you sent me that message, and I, I told, I showed it to my dad, and he cracked up laughing. <laughs> yeah, they got recreational marijuana and all that stuff. That's great, but you got to get stoned so you can get the munchies, and you don't give a shit what you're eating. That's probably what it is. So like, like Denver just doesn't have good food. Supposedly, you have to go to like outside the city, like uh, Pueblo, and at that point, it's just kind of like a, a variation of Mexican food. So that's that's not really what I want. I wanted some like Western type of food, but apparently that's not what they do there. And as far as anything interesting, you got to go into the mountains to like go hiking, or if you're in the winter, you go skiing and all that stuff. But like, they're like an hour and a half away from Denver. And I I think that's why I really emphasize anywhere I go that does like specialty burgers. Yeah, because when you're in like out of nowhere places that you think and have this assumption are going to have these fantastic options for you and it turns out to be literal ass yeah 
you know, you got to go through a specialty burger. When people say, Charles, what do you mean by specialty burger? I'm like, when you go to any kind of food chain establishments, right? The franchises, and you're right. they do some yeah. weird stuff. Because I think about when I went to Carolina you, and I sent you guys the uh, donut burger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, you, your, your assessment is spot on because guess what the first place we went to was? It was literally a burger place. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it was like it was called Fifty Two Eighty Burger. They had you know a bunch of stuff on variety. I liked the burger. I had like an avocado something burger. It was fine. My that, dad that's probably this. your Southwest mixture. Yeah, I it's mean like avocado with a jalapeno spread, pimento. Yeah, so it was it was fine. I'm like, okay, cool burger, and I thought like it would it would expand from there, but like it wasn't. And then like the last thing that I had there, which was the we we me and my dad were like we, we got to get some like buffalo or bison. You would think that's what they have. Nope. And I was looking on Yelp through their menus and like i looked at john elway's freaking restaurant and peyton manning's restaurant they ain't got no bison on so there would, would you even dare go to somewhere like that it's not like it's gonna be like shula's where you you're gonna get paid what, what's shula's client find the high price stakes yeah everything else that comes Basically, in between yeah it's, it's all the same model i mean what the hell do you same. want what the hell do you want out of a john elway scrambled brains oh, i'm sorry scrambled eggs <laughs> That was that was low hanging fruit a good one. joke, like but it. I'll take it. Yeah. And Peyton, what did I say? I'll get out of the record. What I said about Peyton is like you just go to eat at any Papa John's. I don't know if he's still <laughs> yeah. part of it. <laughs> I did. That was great. Oh god. Uh, so, so, so we you, hate Colorado. Then is what you're. Saying. I don't. I don't hate Colorado. I just think that if you're gonna, I go, hate places I can't eat, man. If you're gonna go, the if you're gonna go, you're either going just so you can smoke the weed. Or you can climb those mountains. That's really the only reason to go at that point. Bring your, like, bring your, I don't know. I can't say for the rest of Colorado. I can't say nothing about Colorado Springs or Boulder or, or freaking, uh, wherever, Pueblo. But, like, I, I just, yeah, there's not really anything that stood out, to be honest. Denver as a city, you know? You know, that's why Paris Rolifuses play there. Yeah. So, you know, all the dinosaur bones. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was Colorado. That's really my assessment. It was just kind of a meh, meh city. And I contemplate going to Denver or Boulder in my travels. You know, right before COVID, I was very big on the traveling. Yeah. Somehow I found myself just being in the Carolinas more, but that's because everybody got married and all this other mm. stuff, and I had to be stuck there, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yep, so okay. Uh, 10 out of 10 would not recommend, huh? Nah, nah, I wouldn't recommend unless, like I said, unless you're going to go out to the mountains or you're literally there for one event. There were a ton of people from San Francisco because they were going to play the uh, the Broncos. So here's a question I have for you, though. What was, you know, the actual sport environment like? Because the Rockies are sucking. They paid big money to Chris they, Bryant. Who's they not look, doing it, it looked like a, it, it was near sellout for that. Like, they're, they, those people like their, their teams, their sports. I, I can't fault them. I saw Nuggets stuff. I saw Avalanche stuff. I saw, I saw, you know, but a ton of Broncos stuff, obviously that I saw Rocky, like Rockies fans are good fans. Like they, they got good fans. I, you can't fault them for, for that at all. They, they're a better sports city than here, Miami. So that's, uh, I, 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 that's the other thing that was pissing me off when I was reviewing Coors Field. I'm like, what the, these people, they're, they're in last place. (laughs) They've lost like 95 games. How are they like, why are people here? Like, why is this empty? <laughs> so I guess this brings into an interesting question. Depending on your team and the money they spend, because you compare to them to another last place team, which is like the Kansas City Royals, do you still go because there's actually superstars on there? Or 
Uh, what, what's below superstar? I literally could not name star it. players. I, I got Chris Bryant. I watched. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he played yeah, like he played like ten games this year. But you know how you know how the fan bases are. They can be like, we got a guy. And yeah, after like, like Nolan Arenado. You yeah, know? right. Versus like um, Kansas City Royals, who I cannot name you a single person. Uh, I just I Mondesi. That's, I don't even know who the guy. manager is. Is that Granky's back there? Oh yeah, is, is, poor why? That, that's the problem with love. He, he's money, one, money. No. No, no, no. He's Love just, over money? No, no. If you know, if you watch anything on Zach Cranky, he's just, he does his own thing, and we love him for it. All right? The man the man wanted to quit baseball just to run a lawn mowing company. I mean, listen, sometimes I think about quit being an attorney, and <laughs> I, I don't think I could run the lawn, though. I don't like touching the blades of grass. Mm. But uh, I think that's what happened. Like, when I went to the Hornets versus... Oh, it's not Hornets. What is it now? It's Charlotte. Um, yeah, the Hornets. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm not crazy. Holy shit. Uh, this is what happens when you get old. Because I was about to say Charlotte Bobcats. I'm like, no, Charles. Uh-huh. That's not correct. When I saw the Hornets versus the uh, the Rockets when James Harden was there, the Hornets were ass anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that you got to see other star players like James Harden. And Cody Zeller was like the big I mean, the, that Rockets crowd, was there were a ton of people from San Diego. So, and, oh, yeah. Uh, one more thing. The Ushers were fantastic in Colorado. Like every single one of them was nice, you know. Like, they saw we're me. Sorry that you have to. Eat they saw me and my dad in Marlin's gear, and they're like, "You guys got the wrong GPS coordinates." I'm like, "Ah." So like, they, no, they were fine. So Zach Camp was just a dick. So that's that's honestly my assessment on the ushers. They were great. Like Coors Field is good. They just need better food. Honestly. How was that altitude? Uh, I could not climb the Capitol building past the third floor. Like, it hit me. My dad is from a mountainous area, so it didn't, you know, even all these years later, he's, it didn't hit him. But, like, yeah. for what, like, as soon as I got to the third floor, I don't know, something came over me, and I was like, oh, I got to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> You're just playing to the ancestors. Yeah. You're like, Please. I'm about to pass out in front of the governor's office. Like, that was, uh, we were climbing the state capitol building. We were going to go up to, like, the dome to the observatory, and then, like, I just, like, I can't. Nope. I'm gonna pass out. Uh, it, no, it was very real. But like, after like a few more hours, I was I was fine. I don't get it. I was in New Mexico. It didn't bother me. But and apparently that's a slightly higher altitude. But yeah, mm, couldn't tell you. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, yeah. So that's my assessment of uh, Denver. So let's see. We're at forty minutes, Charles. Uh, Aaron Judge. Want to talk about him? Yeah, let's talk about Aaron yeah, Judge. Yeah. I will kind of, I know it sounds terrible, but no one's considered this possibility because there's the assumption that he's going to get to 61 and then get to 62. Hmm. I'm not going to lie. I would completely crack the hell up if the man never hits a homer for the remainder <laughs> of the season. He could get so many RBIs, though. Yeah. And not hit one single homer inside a game and everybody in their love for him about this MVP, this fictional media-created MVP would be no boy they would be saying if the man could not they would be like oh but he couldn't hit 61 dude hit 60 but he couldn't hit 61 guy has possible triple but he couldn't hit 61 i i kind of would love that hmm. i know it's it's the ultimate form of trolling but not trolling on to him it's the ultimate contract year man yeah well that 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 would be the funny part and that's what kind of cracks me up a little bit because is he sweating the pressure a, a tad 
do I think that people need to remember that sometimes there's an effect by who they play with pitchers? Yeah, because it's all the, that's the problem I think with great hitters, fantastic hitters, is that players forget that there's great um, pitchers out there as well, hmm. and the slew of people that they have now, mind you, would I have love for him to hit a home run off of Nick Pavetta? Would I have love sixty one and sixty two to be against that fraud Alex Cora? Kept, yeah, but kept blocking the man. Yeah, but it, what 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 cowardice, what cowardice, and that's what ruined the momentum. But that frustrated me beyond belief that they could even you know venture, and it, it's it, it's a good thing regardless for him. But if this man did not hit a single home run from here on out, I still don't think it takes away from the fact that he should be MVP. But to continue on with the real analytical assessment of this, I don't think he's an MVP. I think all that is is just Twitter hype. You know, even if you get Jeff Passan and hmm. Ben Verlander, who how did he become famous? Just because His he brother. came from this. I had a very good insult ready, and then you're yeah. going to do it. Oh, so it's, whoops, I, sorry. I didn't know it was a bit. I had no idea it was a bit. It, it, it was. It was. Because one day, and this is what I hate about Twitter, I, I feel yeah. like I'm old, and I'm like, I don't know who's cool. I usually catch your bits, in. but I, don't know, I jumped in on that one. Yeah, you know, it, I, 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 it was Do you want to say the now. bit? Do you want to finish No. It? No. no. Momentum's gone. No. No, you know, it was something about just because his his brother opened up the vaginal canal for him. But <laughs> it's still know. funny, you yeah, know. I know. Okay. People need to realize I don't like Justin Verlander, <laughs> and the reason why I don't like Justin Verlander is not so because he's talented. It's yeah, it's the salt. It's the reverse Aaron Rodgers effect, mm-hmm. where I legitimately believe that Aaron Rodgers has been overrated for four years counting now, almost five, um, five years counting now. I have never really believed that Justin Verlander has been over or overrated my my issue with Justin Verlander stems from two things one because of the fact that we never got him and two the juice balls comment made me kind of salty oh, okay. when he won I the selling of the soul you know 2017 no no I, I, I'm a Yankees fan okay. you know we, we convinced many people to come join their soul or sell their souls for us I get it man but my issue was the juice balls but yet he won MVP that year the mm-hmm. logic doesn't make sense it doesn't dictate you gave the most earned runs or the most home runs off of it you just got lucky that there weren't bases loaded in there but no I, I and he has a great life you know he's got Kate Upton you know it, it's one of those kids that yeah, come in there good for him but Ben Verlander I'm like who the hell is this guy and my thing is that how do you and this is kind of a steer away, but it, it can come back and loop into it. How do you assess credibility of an analyst if they've never played the game and their brother plays it? I'm sure Ben maybe has played the game. I mean, I think I've never heard about I it in my life. I think could still be an analyst, like even regardless of uh, of like playing and stuff. Like John Clayton for like the NFL for the longest time, you know. But John John Clayton was he really was an analyst reporter? or was he a lo- he was more of a locker room reporter guy? Yeah, I guess because so. it, it's the same thing when I talk about um, the fantasy football guys. I really detest them. That, that whole roundtable stuff that you get on NFL Prime where you're talking about guests. Because some of, here's the problem with some of fantasy football, or at least on the NFL stuff, not like Matthew Berry and then um, I forgot what the other guy's name in the NFL, is a lot of it's very on the nose, Mr. Obvious. When you, you know, like six years ago, it wasn't anything transcendent when you had the, you know, when he was like, okay, we're going to put Payne Manning against the Cleveland Browns. That, you know, and you're like, oh, okay, they're just going to destroy him. Anyway, I digress. Um, but Judge itself, it's Shohei, and it's always going to be Shohei. And that, what did I tell you guys in the group chat a couple weeks ago? Because you created this um, monkey's paw of this duality, and you open up this Pandora's box, 
of it being Shohei the first time and saying that the batting doesn't mean anything. This man needs to win the MVP every year until the end of his career, unless he gets injured and cannot perform the other singular function. Because mm-hmm. you know what the problem is? If you take away the pitching, the other singular function doesn't even have him as the fourth best hitter in the AL. The last time I checked, I went hardcore on it. I, there's, I, I don't really come prepared for our show, but there's one thing I'm, I, I'm very, you know, um, I take pride in, I, I put a lot of focus in is proving people that I'm right about any statements I make when it comes to my pettiness. Hmm. Oh yeah. The KD way. Ego of my ego, petty of my petty. Yeah. Well, that's, and, that's a lawyer in you. <laughs> yeah, well, for people who don't get that reference, DMX, blood, flesh of my flesh, blood of my Um, so yeah, that that's that's where we're at in that situation. So he's not going to get it. It should only go to show. Hey, stop lying because you know even what you sent me the other day, man. You're like, oh, he just struck out 200 people. I'm like, yeah, because you started this president last last year. There was arguments that could be made that it should have been um, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Now it's not. Speaking of which, screw you, Vladdy. I hate the fact that you got that um that Homer yep. off us last night. Yep. But that's my thoughts on him. Um. Can I can I be petty for two seconds? Oh, you be, this you, I know. What this is wrong. but that, that was that was informational petty. That was informational. Right, petty. Here's here's a, here's a subjective pettiness. Yeah, Alex Cora is hot garbage. <laughs> Can't right. manage. Yeah, let's do it at all. Brad Sox got a cry baby bitch. Yeah, wants to complain everything about being either COVID or injuries. Like we didn't have the same thing last year, and then. Um, the the Matt Bloom, I think it's they Matt still Bloom, spent like one hundred eighty million dollars. Oh, but it's it's never out. him. And y'all yeah. y'all want to love him so much, and you want to crown them. And I feel yeah. bad for Red Sox fans, man. The only person I feel, I feel bad for is Chris Sale. <laughs> is he... I don't feel bad for Chris Sale. Matt, I think he's purposely injuring himself. I'll, I'll be the one who goes on the dark web and say that. Uh. Chris Sale personally, who falls on a bike? Come on, <laughs> you're grown ass man. He, he personally, I feel. I mean, I feel bad for Xander, but he didn't get paid. I feel bad for uh, the other guy; he didn't get paid. Mm. Mookie Betts is just I, the minute they trade away Mookie because they were too cheap and they went with Sale and everybody else was yeah. one of like they're a stupid ass organization. Yeah, like you, Mookie now is doing fine, and that's the problem. He's just doing fine right now, which AK is like very good, but mm. it's just everybody in else kind of doing very well because Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, but he's on the Dodgers, on. so it's like. It's almost it, it, like it's it's getting it's, lost it, in the shadows. It's elementary, man. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You know, Freddie Freeman's having a monster year. Oh my god! But my my uh my paralegal, he's a Braves fan, hmm. and I always make fun of him because I told him like, congratulations, you have the most unmemorable World Series win in the history of man of our of our lifetime. He's forty one, <laughs> and you could raise the argument that'd be the Royals, but people always remember the Royals because of the fact that it was against the Mets yeah. and because of the fact that um, they did it with like a, but like they, they had the plan. And that's the thing. If you have the plan, it always comes in. You remember, like it was a three-year plan. That's all they had to really work with. Mm. But Freddie goes and yeah, you got Matt Olson. I, I suppose he's doing fine, but there's a petty in all of us where I don't believe a single person who says that when a guy leaves to go elsewhere, they want to see the guy succeed elsewhere. You know what I mean? When there was contract reveals. And I know there was um, the Gottlieb goon situation where, you know, that information came out to be false and there was an offer actually made, which yeah. makes the relevancy <laughs> of what we put him on. <laughs> yeah, which, which makes it even better because that's the whole thing that we 
propel on is that got leave is a goon but regardless that means you guys were good enough and you chose cash you went to la even though he's been with you for nine years i don't want to see everybody succeed i love aj brother death to death i don't want to succeed in philly and what's he doing right now in philly succeed mm. are they succeeding in philly oh man no <laughs> you know, he's succeeding in philly mm. they can succeed in philly i don't want him to tear his knee obviously i would never do that but mm. then i'm just like sitting there I'm like mm. he's a, yeah. he's he's a can do it he's a integral part of an offense yeah god damn it that's fun man <laughs> terrible it's oh okay let's see we're at 48 minutes uh yeah i mean is, is that, there anything else on baseball there's not really because I mean, right honestly, now this is like the death blow and then is it i mean know, we're postseason's gonna come in good we're winding down like mo- like we already got six teams how, in. how do you feel about mattingly there you go that, okay I, I think, yeah let's, let's make it I mean, personal because this is really the the non-matter it, like the last next next week and a half doesn't matter yeah for baseball and I, I know people hate that when i say that like that but it's true Unless you're like a wild card team, but like everybody else, it's like okay, like the Dodgers already have home field advantage through like the World Series. It doesn't matter anymore. So like they're just gonna coast from here, yeah. and then like the Braves and the Mets are fighting for that last for their division, and then but they've already made it, and then it's like those three wild card teams in the National League, and then the Yanks, and then uh, the Astros, and who's gonna be the best in the American League, and then like Cleveland, and they're just there. So I mean, yeah, we were talking about pretty much all those teams. So. And then uh, Seattle and there's been some real I think, ass sports. Yeah, I being think, talked I about. think for the American League's like for the most part set up already. Seattle's going to make it. Um, uh, it's just the matchups. Yeah, and, like and Baltimore. Right now, Baltimore is not going to make it. Like they're a little like like they'd have to. It'd have to be like a magical run for them to make it. But even then, like their season's a success because like mm-hmm. they're ready. <laughs> which and is kind of scary for the L- and, ALEs. And the media is going to watch you, which yeah. I'll tell you right now. When you're on that fringe team. Mm. And you get that attention of being on TV. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah. So you got that. And then, uh, yeah. All right. So teams that don't matter. So yeah, the Marlins, uh, I think, uh, who's the freaking, uh, oh, let me, let me look at one thing real quick. Uh, Tankathon. I just want to know who's like, it's a draft lottery again for base for the first time for baseball. So that's fine. Uh, Washington's got the worst record. They got a hundred losses already. Yeah. So. That makes sense, but the Marlins were not supposed to be this terrible. Like I would have been fine if they were like seventy-five and whatever, something like that. Seventy seventy-five wins range, you know, anything plus that would have been like a surprise for me. But they're at sixty-three victories. They lost ninety games already. They're winning against the Mets right now, which uh, would be funny if they ruined it for the Mets, but. Yeah, it's uh, Manley's gonna be gone after this season. They finally, like a mutual parting of the ways for both mm. of them. He's been here since 2016, I think. So he's been he went through the whole Jose dying thing, and then uh, the ownership change, the Jeter years, the COVID, and now this. So I. Look, I'd like Don Mattingly. I don't think there's many people that hate him except for like Dodgers fans. So like, I, I, which is understandable as well. But <laughs> I honestly was surprised he even came down here. Like after what the Dodgers situation, like I thought he would go to a similar team in that sort of sense, a team that can at least spend some money. But he came to Miami. Um, I guess uh, he stayed all these years. They extended his contract. I think he basically worked on his craft 
I guess maybe that's how he thought of it, like just working on his managerial craft. And there's only so much you can do with this Marlins team. Like they don't spend money, right? They they made a fluke playoff appearance in a shortened year. That's fine and all. But I, I liked it. 2020 was fun. Cool. They were 11 wins away from the World Series, which is a surprise to me when I say it. But, yeah, I uh, I he's got the most wins in franchise history. There's really not which much I can doesn't say. doesn't feel right, right. Yeah, he's got the most wins. He's got the most losses. So that's that's it. But it's just... Uh, it's just going to be one of those, like, those nothing eras, in a sense. Like, okay, that was a weird time. Um, but I really have nothing bad to say about him. It's because it's he just doesn't have much to work with down here. So it's really hard to, like, assess his... So his... he's a chicken and ham sandwich. It feeds you, but, you know, you know you can do yeah. better. Like, honestly, I don't know how he, like, how... If you had, like, a competent front office... How would he do that? Would he just be the same as he was when he was with the Dodgers? Would he have been better? I, I like I, I kind of compared him like you to I told you like to Joe Torre, right? Mm-hmm. Joe Torre was with like the Braves and the Mets and the Cardinals, just like these teams. Like the, I think the Braves were like mid, like were kind of like the Marlins back in the eighties. They were just terrible and stuff. And uh, I think um, freaking he was on the Mets. The Mets were you know the Mets. And he was on the Cardinals for he managed them for quite a while, and it just kind of felt like a like a disappointing period for St. Louis. And then, like he he really, uh, you know, he he was all right as a player. The same thing, right? He was great. He was a good player back when he played for for some time. Uh, probably not as good as Mattingly, but then he goes to New York, and it's like okay, the perfect situation, right? And that well, he's kind of also yeah, and then he also kind of go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying like that, but the, you know, at the same time, he showed his managerial prowess because like that '96 Yankees team wasn't like the '98 through 2000 Yankees team. You know, I, I think he benefited a little bit from the holdovers from Buck Showalter's time. That's who true. was the Buck Showalter and Dusty Baker, your ultimate plug and play guys. Yeah. If you ever need a manager to kind of go in there, because the yeah. Buck Buck made a very he kept the right dudes, Paul O'Neill and a few other guys, um, and then the youth was more of Cashman, but. You got to remember too when you talk about management and stuff like that. That that's a very top down, down up because you figure out who you're going to call up from the AA and AAA. You trust your scouts, but also you know the talents of who to put into lineups. Unlike a certain Aaron Boone. Yeah. Um. Why, why the hell is Aaron Hicks still on my team? Even though he had like his hundred homer the other day. Woohoo! Good for you. <laughs> uh, and that's the thing. Like the thing. Same thing you mentioned. Like as far as like the guys calling up and everything like that. Like Madeline. There was only so much you could work with here in Miami. We have pitchers. That was the the one really good thing. But I think that's also part of like, you know, you can, you can credit him with the staff because he has Mel Stoudemire uh, Jr. as part of his uh, his his coaching mm-hmm. staff. And you know, Mel Stoudemire was also like a fantastic pitching coach for the Yanks. And so his son is basically just as good. So the Marlins pitching has been elite for like the last couple seasons, but like our hitting sucks. Our hitting development sucks. So like we literally didn't have a center fielder this season. You you have guys who are hitting and playing like they're in double A ball, man. Yeah, like we we didn't have a center fielder coming into the season. We never got now, one. I'm gonna ask you a question. We about have right fielders right? and left fielders trying to play center, and like there, there's no way you need a dedicated center fielder. So I'm gonna ask you a question about regret. Hmm. If you had paid Starling the money, do you uh, think you at least get some wins out of it? Maybe, maybe like, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it would be that much because. Like they've they've had some bad luck. Like uh, Jazz Chisholm got injured, 
You know, he was our all-star second baseman. Uh, Garrett Cooper made an all-star team and then just completely fell apart after that. Mm-hmm. Like, and some of their older guys, like Jesus Aguilar, just started to suck. I mean, he's he's kind of sucked all year, but, like, he really, really sucked. Never got any of that power. And uh, the prospects that we did have that kind of looked good, like Jesus Sanchez and Brian De La Cruz and a few other guys, like, they didn't. I guess progress as quickly as we wanted them to. Not like you see in Baltimore, basically. That's yeah. kind of what we were hoping for. Like what's going on with Baltimore that didn't happen. So, and that's what trading Trey Man City. That still amazes me. Yeah. No, no, Baltimore's got it. Whatever yeah. they got, they got it. Like that's it's. You know, I don't think they're going to be like Kansas City and Detroit just kind of fell apart after whatever. I think Detroit's kind of ruining their their rebuild. Because mm-hmm. they went after Javi Baez, which was a mistake. And they kept Miggy. And Miggy, I mean, he's... I'm just saying, you know, you have to think where that I mean, they, they can't move that contract. He's got to stay. Like, true, he's I'm either sure. retiring or he's, or he's... We said that we yeah. let uh, we let A-Rod go, so yeah. lo and behold. And, there's and no impossibility. He can still hit, you know, he's, he's not... He can. He's a, I'm shitting. If you're going to have a DH, you're going to have a future Hall of Famer. Might as well, you know? Yeah. It, that also goes to show we're part of the downfall for NL teams. Plus, he might be like a Udonis Haslam situation, you know? I, there's nothing about... Power hitters <laughs> do not tell me that they're great hitters because there's always high strikeout rate. Hmm. You know, that's like, Mike Trout's that guy I would listen to. Um, no, but Mickey's also... He won a triple crown. I mean, he's he's got a career 300 average, so he's not... He's not he's power not hitter like, no. like, you know... Well, he's not Aaron... He's not John Carlo. But then Aaron. again, Mark McGuire was, is a great hitting coach. So, well, Mark's belief was essentially this: just swing. Just yeah, swing. his little thing was like see ball, hit ball. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love him for that because yeah. he's not wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's it for me. I don't know who's gonna come in and manage this team. Like people are throwing yeah. out Joe Madden. I could see Joe Madden coming to like a uh, semi Tampa Bay not, situation, no. but I don't know how much he wants to like. Like he'd have less pressure. He, it's basically the same situation that Tampa was in. I can't see Joe doing it. But, Joe likes winning too much, man. But, I mean, he's been through it. So, I could see Joe Madden doing it if the Marlins give him a lot of, like, control. Like, a lot. And almost Pat Riley-like control <laughs> would probably be the only way for him to come down here. Yeah, and I true. doubt the Marlins would do that. So... So I don't. Really, I really have no idea who's going to come in here and try and fix this. I, it, we're most likely going to hire some new guy, some newbie. I don't think we're going to get any of the manager carousel that's around there. You know. Question is, do you want any of that? Honestly, not really. As, aside from Joe Madden, we're, and Joe Girardi's not coming back. <laughs> no, Joe. Joe is very um, egotistical. There's a lot of pride at play. That's true, and he's of his time. And and the problem and the problem is is who's gonna want Joe when the team that you got fired from is actually in contention? That's a bad sign. Yeah, it is not like that's what Joe I was saying. Was... Joe is of his time, really. Yeah, like as soon wow. as baseball started to become like true outcome, like you know, analytics uh, and actually yeah, listening to the young guys. And yeah, stuff, you know, no them. more gut feeling that type of thing. Like like after like wow. Joe was fine. Between two thousand nine and you know and to to you know whenever Jeter retired that that was it. 20, I sent you that the other twenty uh, it was twenty fifteen I think yeah, twenty fourteen like yeah. 
I was like, I, I still remember that day. Did I cry? No. <laughs> Did I well up a little bit? Yes. You know, because of the fact that, one, he didn't play any other games besides the last Go game, and then he got that single drive in. I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Unlike Mariano, who's like, we were already losing 4-0, to zero, yeah. we just put him out there. It wasn't as much of an impact. Yeah, he didn't even finish the inning. He didn't even finish the inning. So. Yeah, you're, you're, well, yeah, because the thing is, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of things come into it. Yeah, yeah. Could Mariano have gone on for a little bit more? Probably. You know, he he only just throws one ball, yeah. and it goes like 79 miles. Yeah, but you don't want to embarrass a Hall of Famer at that point. Mm, well, you know? tell that to half the Hall of Famers who are still playing. Yeah, uh, well. Uh, let's see. All right, we're at an hour. So that's enough baseball. That's it. We're done. Let's really. do it. Uh, yeah, War from Ron Sponsors, people, places, things, concepts, what have you, we've been enjoying over the last week. I honestly can't really say anything from Denver. <laughs> that would be my non-sponsor, yeah, to be you, honest. Yeah, no pressure on all, right? Damn. I, I honestly just didn't feel like anything stuck out to me. Like You didn't feel the love? Not really. Like Coors Field was fun. It was good. It was nice. It was a baseball stadium. I'm like okay, but you're not. You're also not a Rockies fan, so yeah. But really but the vibe no was good. Effect. The vi- It was a good vibe. You know, you, you go to baseball games, sometimes you get a good vibe. Like I've, I've had good vibes at Fenway and and DC. Like some places, yeah, you get a good vibe. But like as the city itself, I'm just like, okay, fine. You know, Grace is gracious. I'm not gonna give it to United Airlines. Hell no. <laughs> it's hard for me to give it to an airline. It was fine. You know, you know I had. A, I fell asleep on the on the ride back. I will never go to any airline unless I literally see like two people swinging hands and the flight (laughs) attendant's good enough to let me record it first before they separate it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But I, I mean, uh, do you want to go? I can't really. I I think I know what I could be talking about. And I don't have much, but I I mentioned them in theory. Hmm. But I'll I I can I can roll with this. All right, I got this. So. It is hurricane celebration time. Mm. So over the weekend, I didn't do much. I, I thankfully just got to chill and relax and breathe until Sunday came around. But the thing about hurricanes coming into it is that normal Floridians, because we talked about, you know, um, weirdness, if anybody was observing the stuff that we were doing, people like to go and barbecue and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then grill and then have many assortments of meats and spices and everything of that nature. Well, I did that Sunday. I went over to Houdini's house. Shout out to him. Right. Um, you know, he was doing his barbecue stuff like that. We talked about. We watched NFL Red Zone. I don't like Red Zone. I'm saying that right now. This is not a shout out for Red Zone. I miss kind of the feel of being able to watch games beginning and end because it's too, oh, okay. yeah, it, it's too ADHD for me to be like, oh, here's this thing. Here's the. I'm like, but I want to see how you get to the drive. I don't want to watch. Like you pay money. To you see can go this on YouTube thing. to look at that stuff. You yeah, know, like I, I don't. Over. I don't understand it, but you know, we, we had a little bit of barbecue and the man went and got his meats from everywhere. And then he got his sausage from anywhere. So there mm. was sausages, mm. there was hot dogs, Yummy. there was hamburger, there was um chicken wings, drumsticks, which are bigger than regular drums. Kids gotta know the differences, right? You know, they're starving people, but don't get hungry. Um, and then like steak. So he he dropped some cash going there and then he had, you know, margaritas, he got margaritaville maker, which is nice. But he also went to Pepper Palace, which I have uh, pseudo yes. mentioned yes, before, but on a particular brand. But I don't know like the brands I had from there. So yeah. they'll be my non-sponsor because there was an assortment of spices. And Charles loves his meat. Charles also loves his hot sauces, even though his doctor doesn't want Charles to be as crazy about hot sauces. That's why he's on Panto Prezel now as 33, getting a little bit of that reflux. But you know what? 
Well, I'm going to raise no punk ass. So my boy went, got the stuff from Pepper Palace. Five, five, get six, three, man. Five, five, get six, three. So we had an assortment of things, sweet rum whiskey, bourbon glaze, um, you know, very hot stuff, punch in the nose, the world's hottest beef jerky, world's hottest um, uh, what, popcorn. I had the world's hottest beef jerky. I love jerky. I like meat. I had it. I was, my tongue was burning for like five minutes. Jesus Christ. They got that peach serrano I've had before and a few other things. It, it's a good assortment. The closest one for me is at Wellington, mm-hmm. which yeah. is kind of far, but I can order online. So, you know, it's basically, you can go and sample and try it out there. And I think that's a, it's a damn good time because let me tell you something, some of y'all people, whether it be on the barbecue or in the home on the pan, yeah, y'all don't know how to use seasoning. And if I come over and I got to eat, you know, if I want to eat cardboard, I'll, I'll just order like, you know, Jimmy, not Jimmy John's, a little Caesars and just eat the cardboard there that they give you. It's fine. You know, so sometimes I have to add in a little bit of flavor. You got to get them on the skulls. You got to get them like that. You're like you're doing hot ones to make it all delicious. And I love yeah. them spicy foods. Mm-hmm. It's not even the Hispanic side of me. It's the everyday chain of fire. Because when I lived on my own, man, who, let me tell you something. When I, I, when I used to food prep, my food prep was if I bought two pounds of pork or chicken, I literally would eat that the whole week. So I cook it all. So variety is the spice of life. And that's what I would have to do with those meats. So I'm not stuck eating the same thing over and over and over again. So we would have barbecue sauce. We have hot sauce. That's what the purposes of Pepper Palace would be. You know, accentuate your taste buds. Burn your taste buds to a degree as well. Live a little in life. Put a little flavor in your tongue go to flavor town as what guy fieri says so you know enjoy it so pepper palace check for a local place near you try out the samples you can order just order some some stuff online get those crazy deals and then thank me later that'll be my non-sponsor promo code palace of pepper Mm. make it simple yeah yeah, no, I've, I think there's one in the Dolphin Mall here. There, there should be. Yeah, I think it's where we went. So, yeah, I've, I've gone there. I've, I've partook in in this stuff. They got the little spoons. So you can try out the different flavors. It's yeah. always fun. Fun. Uh, yeah, all right, so I got mine. Uh, it's an oldie, but it's uh, I guess it's a goodie now because um, uh, it's Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was kind of expecting that. That's why I was shocked. When yeah, I was just kind of looking for something else. I, I beat Yoshi's Crafted World. Uh, did you like it? I did. I did. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Very chill. Very wholesome. It did. Yeah. And if uh, I, when I was uh, flying to Denver, I played the single player of Splatoon just to work on my craft and <sighs> stuff. Uh, <sighs> my internet was good enough to actually play. And, you know, we tried. Did Grub win? I don't think we won, man. I didn't, I didn't even want to look. I didn't even, like, Sunday when I got back home, like, I don't even feel like playing because we were already losing. Wow. We were losing. I was just kind of. I was already discouraged. I'm like, we probably picked like the team with the worst people in it. So, well, it felt that way. It did. It absolutely did. I was. I was thoroughly disappointed in in the performance of, of pretty much everybody. Pretty much everybody. even myself. Even myself with some of that. I was just kind of like, I I don't know what's going on. And I, it really did feel like when we played together, it did feel like it was two two of us. Yeah. You know, and it just it just nothing was working. So and I was just like, oh, is, it, is it the patch? Did they did they did they make some things OP? It kind of felt that way. So I'm I'm waiting for that next balance patch. To be honest, I feel like they changed some things. Like the mechanics feel a little bit different as far as like it was just the defense. I don't know. I felt like uh, I I should shoot them ten times and they would you know bust. The, and I was them. playing handheld, which was kind of weird. 
So, but I felt the same. My dad was like watching me because like, we were watching a movie, and he's like, "What? What the hell are you playing?" I'm just playing. Hold on, I can't talk. <laughs> I'm, yeah, moving, I'm literally moving all over the bed, trying to uh, aim and all that stuff. But oh, I was yeah. just disappointed that I didn't get to the second half. But I had to go have meat in my mouth. Yeah, so, you know, I didn't priorities. want to play the triple play stuff, even though uh, it probably would have fared better. But oh well. Anyways, Banjo Kazooie. That's what I want to talk about right now so it's was re-released on n64 for the switch recently um microsoft nintendo are buddy buddy right now so like they're they really are like uh it's you know the meme with arnold schwarzenegger and it was a carl weathers yeah they're just doing the uh yeah. and predator they're just doing the big grab yeah the big the grab. biceps hold yeah the biceps hold against like playstation right now so that's what's going down banjo kazooie i've been playing i never played it on the n64 I'm like maybe my cousins had it, but I never actually played it, and uh, I never had a chance to get it before. I played a little bit on Game Pass with the cloud version, yeah. but it's uh, the beauty of the Switch with the save states is masterful. Because like the the 360 cloud version is you you make a mistake, you got to go up and do the things all over again. But like here, it's just like okay, just go back in time. There's no rewind feature like. NES and Super Nintendo, but which I don't think you would want something like that, though. Yeah, it's a little hard to pull off on the N64, but it's still whatever. You just get the save state. That's great. So yeah, Banjo Kazooie. It's it's fun. Um, it's it's a game that honestly does encourage itself to be like 100%ed. Like if you you play the way it's structured is very compact. Like it's not as ridiculous as I don't know. You play Donkey Kong 64. Yeah, where you just connect the bananas everywhere. I mean, yeah, Donkey Kong 64 is just ridiculous. Whereas Magic Kazooie is 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 a very contained experience. It's I'm 13 hours in. I'm probably I'm almost done. I'm at the I'm at the end. Uh, I just need to collect a few more things, and then I'll beat Gruntilda, and that's it. 100 it. So, but yeah, I actually was inspired to actually 100 it. So, it's good. It's good. So if you do have an Xbox or a Nintendo Switch or or even an N64, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, promo code Baron Bird. So that's it. I mean, it's not really much else for me. So we're on the next half. All right, Charles. Football. Let's go. Let's go. And this time we don't have to one shot it. Yeah. Because we have some time. Yeah. An hour and ten minutes. So uh, let's start with my Rita Repulsa persona here the miami dolphins are undefeated inspiring (laughs) i wouldn't say they were inspired i would say they were lucky we landed so we landed uh right like around the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. so me and my dad uh like it took us a while to get off the plane while it was taxiing and all that stuff was waiting the runway and then, so me and my dad were watching the game, and then when we got out of the plane, we were sitting in the terminal and watching the end of that game on my phone. Uh, we saw the butt punt, yeah, which was which was Hysterical. funny. I thought that was it because I was surprised by the fumble that uh, that they stripped from 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 Buffalo. I was like, oh man, this is it! Holy crap! And then then the butt punt happened. And I was like, up oh, two ain't the guy. Of course it's gonna happen. Josh, you know, Josh Allen's gonna lead Buffalo down the field. All they need is a field goal to win the game. And it didn't happen. Now, I've seen the passes. I've seen like the one deep pass that 
Tua did throw, mm-hmm. you know, and of course Josh Allen with that terrible throw. Um, it was a couple, man. Yeah, but he had a couple of that, that one terrible throw that was like in the end zone that he just didn't even reach. And people are like, "Oh, if that was Tua, you guys wouldn't be you'd be talking about her all day." I'm like, "Yeah, well, which is very fair. It's true. Statement. It's true. It's been the reputation so far, but, but, uh, once again, I I attribute this victory more to the Dolphins' defense and luck than anything else. I still can't give it to Tua just yet. I don't know. I feel like there have been factors in these games that have let him uh, squeak on by. To be honest. Well, it's the fact that, you know, Sean McDermott and Ken Dorsey are not really that <laughs> cutthroat because there was multiple times they could have had something. There was mm. two fumbles by Allen that yep. let Jason Barrett picked up, which good for Jason Barrett for being an old man, so bring it in. Oh. Um, I, I will say this on my observation of games because I have friends who are both Dolphins fans and Bills fans. Mm. Everybody on both sides, and this is amusing me to me, Makes excuses for why their team either won or lost. <laughs> oh, the, the, the I will say this: the Buffalo ones are funny with the sun. Oh, oh yeah, it's great though because they ran. Tw- the reason why you lost is not because of the sun. The reason why you lost is because you know it was like one segment where it was twenty eight minutes before the Dolphins even got to run their offense, and mm. you came with no points. Yeah, it's the inept it, uh, a very the, the, the harsh Bills word. Literally ran like double the plays that Dolphins ran. Yeah, and I'm not going to call it ineptitude because we all had to endure the 49ers game. Or oh, I didn't endure it because I wasn't stupid enough to watch it. Uh, but, you know. I was in Denver and I didn't endure it, so. Yeah, yeah. well, no, it was on the Sunday night. Game. I know, I know, but, like, there were people that were there. And it was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was not so, going to watch it. Yeah, we, 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 got, we don't do that here. Um, but when you're out there so much, there's always an expectation. Either a field goal or something. Game numbers, I think there was a missed field goal. But. If anything, I take away from this is this is just good for Jalen Waddle because the more Tua can find that one deep ball, the more money he's going to get paid. But mm. what I would say is this, though. Do I like what Mike McDaniel's doing? No, because here's the thing. With a lot of guys that seem to be big play teams, you're only scoring, what, 20 points? Yeah. Is that how, how much you won by? So you got Tyreek, you got Jalen, you got Gusecki, who's just a non-factor in this offense, which I think is a bad decision, in my opinion. Um, I think he should be around more. And you don't have a running back. I know Chase Edmonds got two touchdowns out of this, but that was more by being in waiting in the wings to get to the goal line as mm. opposed to being the big play guy. I always thought a running back was exactly what you needed to really make that team more complete offensively to help Tua. Because Tua, what was concerning is that boy was done fucked There's up. anything the Dolphins love is not pairing their franchise quarterbacks with good running backs. So, But that, that boy was done fucked up. I don't know if you saw him like fall. Mm. The way I saw him fall, because he, he looked concussed, even though they say he's not concussed, but there was a point where he got hit, he got up, he was struggling, and he fell down. Mm. And I, I think that's concerning because two is young, and every young guy is an idiot in life. Trust me, I was once a young man. I can attest to this. And you know they're, they're not going to want to be taken out of the game because if not, they're going to be branded as the Jay Cutlers, and God forbid – you know, they're in that situation. And for anybody who needs to remember, Jay Cutler came out of the NFC game. That was a, what, a championship game. Um, and he never heard the end of it. So I, I think the two is like really young too, like 24, 25. And I understand I am um, speaking or commenting on someone I don't know. And I don't know the situation. I, I understand that kids. I'm just saying that it wasn't the right call because when someone just falls down like that and it's taken quickly to the blue tent and back, 
and everything is okay, peachy fine, I'm, I'm kind of concerned. I don't know if you yeah. saw that portion, but it, it's not good. It's not healthy. Well, it's kind of what they, I mean, that's, uh, this I feel like this it's, it's team irresponsible. Is, it, this, it, it is irresponsible. But it also kind of points out that I feel like this 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 winning is untenable for the Dolphins. Just because I don't know, I've seen things before. How many times can you get lucky? Yeah, well, exactly. Let, I, let, and I said to the, the power rankings, here. and I and I said it to Doug too, and I told him like, uh, let me see, what was the thing I actually said to him? I said uh, this will only end in tragedy. I said on the ESPN thing, and he actually was like agreeing. He's like, "This is absolutely an unsustainable trajectory, but I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts." Like, well, this I, is how I'm going to dissect it. You beat a very average Patriots team, and we know they're average yeah. just by how they've been playing lately. Yeah. And then who did you beat last week? Uh, we beat the Ravens. Remember, we came back. You, you, oh yeah, stuff. that's right. It, that and that was... was great. But then watching how the Ravens have been playing mm-hmm. the last two weeks, you realize that defense is terrible, and they got to pay Lamar Jackson all the cash. That's true. And then yeah. you beat and won Buffalo, yeah. but they really didn't feel like they should have won you. So even though it's like the Eagles logic from last year where they went to the playoffs, but they never beat any real teams, mm-hmm. you still won. So you beat teams and that's good. But you got to, when you, when you talk about wins and losses, you have to factor in every relevant win and every relevant loss and how good or bad the competition was. The reason why I say that is because we were number one seed and everybody says that we were lucky and they forget the fact that we beat the Chiefs, that we had beaten the Bills, that we had beaten the Rams. But what they remember is we lost to fucking Joe Burrow because Ryan Tannehill threw mm. four picks. But do I think it's good to get this kind of sensation? Yeah. I think what people also need to realize too is Buffalo is not as good as people. Th- you want to know why people are making excuses for Buffalo? Because they shellacked our asses last month. Also, that's been the darling pick. So yeah, well, well of know, course, yeah. They're, they're all those analysts, all those people are are not gonna admit fault. Oh yeah, you know, like they they want Buffalo. To succeed and when they do, it's they disgusting. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is literally. I rather them be um, proud than just being you know um, mm. repentive. Or, all right, or contrite. So that is another Dolphins game. Uh, let's see. The Browns beat the Steelers <sighs> on Thursday night. <sighs> Pittsburgh doesn't deserve anything nice. I mean, they're not. They're not a good team. They're not. I mean, we've known this, but they're they're uh, they're more of a not good team than people realize. So uh, I don't even think it's Mitchell Trubisky at all. No, it's he's just, been playing that, fine. That, that, that Matt Canada scheme yeah. seems very average. Yeah. Well. Uh, okay, so that happened. The Bengals beat the Jets. Eh. All right. Eh. The, like, it, that's eh. a good like. Okay, reset game for the Bengals. Yeah. Right. Okay, get in, get the Jets. You know, work on some things. Get some confidence back. You guys play the Dolphins on Thursday. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, so everybody's been playing that up for this coming week because they uh, a rematch between those two guys from college. Okay, the uh, you guys beat the Raiders Titans. Good for us. We should really be two and one. We should have not lost to Brian Dabble. If no, our, our defense is super concerning, they can't hold leads. That's what happened with the, New the York Giants. Giants. You know, finally, you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyways, Tennessee. Um, I would be super concerned if I was Oakland. If you had literally a team that was a playoff team last year just fall so bad from looking like they are incompetent. I mean, and they are. Honestly, the Raiders have always been incompetent. 
No, 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 no. But that's the problem, though, is that you can be incompetent, but like everybody, you you traded for Devonte Adams. He's not mm-hmm. part of the scheme. Josh Jacobs isn't being used the way he should be used. Derek Carr's going to be your. That's why they. That's why he stayed and paid extra because they knew they were going to sandbag him a little bit with the media and everything like that. Instead of just saying it's Josh, because the thing they're not doing is they're not talking trash about Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. Because I saw those games. There was a pick in the end zone. There was a lot of stuff that didn't help them. And their def- their their offense has been bad because they literally have no offensive line. Remember, they, they have a couple guys who got injured. They trade away some guys, too. They trade away Alex Otherwood, um, who was their first-round pick last year, and they gave up on him. I mean, listen, I get it. We had Austin Jackson, I think was his name was, and we traded him in a heartbeat. Was it Austin Jackson? We, we sent someone into you like two years ago because he was a problem child. This guy wasn't a problem child. He was just overpicked. Welcome to the NFL mm-hmm. where guys get reached on. But I was just like, ooh, buddy. You know, it was it was just insane. And you, you do have some pieces that work in, but then they cut Kenyon Drake. Remember, they, they did a lot of stuff to get rid of people. And this is the whole Patriots mentality, I think, that is infectious to a degree, like a cancer with any coach who leaves that isn't Bill himself. Because it isn't just um Josh, it's also Ziegler, Ziegler or whatever his name is, the GM where now those chickens come home to roost. And yes, the AFC West is not as tough as it is, but just because the Broncos look anemic doesn't take away the fact that they're 2-1 and, and you are 0-3. Oh and, and you're still, Kansas, and you still got Kansas City in a division. So. Kansas City's going to be fine. Kansas City's they, like they, the default division winner. Like, we'll segue into the, that game right now. Everybody oh, can. is... Yeah, everybody's talking trash. I watched parts of that game too because of Red Zone. Everybody's talking trash and blaming Eric Bieniemy for being soft. Harrison Butker is injured. They had Matt Amendola who missed two chip shots. It mm-hmm. happens. Stop. Just stop with this, Matt. I, I hate this so much, man. Stop with this presumption that football scores, even if you have a stud quarterback and players, are going to have the Madden rookie mode scoring process. We're going to get seventy. Like, you don't watch football if you have those expectations. Y'all were rubbing. I was about to say something very obscene right now, so I'm not going to do it. But y'all were licking the taint Hmm. of the Colts earlier seasons being the team to beat in the AFC South. So what? Just because they beat your darling, your critical darling of the Chiefs after three games out when they weren't doing so well, now you're going to play shocked? Now you're going to blame Eric Bannamy? Now you're going to create this false narrative and drama? about um oh they missed Tyreek oh the enemy and Mahomes are fighting oh Andy Reid's getting too old shut the hell up it's uh it's already too magnified like Kansas City's gonna be fine they always have like a game like this anyways they have you you lost by three yeah the quarterback didn't throw five on the road like Joe Burrow did you're on the road you know the reason why you lost is because you couldn't kick the ball because your kicker is injured. How often have you seen kicker is injured? Mm. Not that often. Take the facts. Don't take your opinions. Mm. All righty. So that was Casey. This is a, this is a sports I, show, Francisco. Yeah. I'm shocked. I mean, we might as well keep going on this AFC South, AFC West train. The Jaguars sure. beat the Chargers. Good. Good. <laughs> because I'm not saying I don't love me some Justin Herbert. But that's another one where if I was just talking about not putting two in a game, Herbert was not in the game. I have never had a rib injury. I could barely, barely deal with just my busted hands and my busted knees from years of working out. Herbert has what? A rib contusion? Carlage? Busted out? Mm -hmm. And I understand that your backup is what? Chase Daniel? And that could be very concerning. 
why are you going to risk more time off for your guy than just because of something that could get medical leave instead of, oh, it doesn't have a justified reason for being out for like the five weeks the way Dak is. Mm -hmm. So you deserved to lose. And they were a whole bunch of injuries over there in um, Los Angeles. Keenan Allen was out. A few other people were out. And I get that. But this is also a good win for Jacksonville because I – you know they're two and one. Okay, it's we're not even a quarter way through, kids. I'm not going to worry about it. There's obvious weaknesses. I already told you guys last week about of how I felt on this team. But what this should tell you, the reason why you should root for the Jaguars to a degree is because this is proves that they were right to hire the right guy in Doug Peterson. Yeah, you know where everybody looks competent, everybody looks happy, everybody looks like they understood the assignment. Yeah. I, this is what you want in football, though, for a poverty-stricken franchise. Yes, yeah. I mean he's he's probably in like the best situation for himself, right? He's got a Super Bowl ring, great. Yeah, he's out of Philly, so he doesn't have that microscope. He kind of just kind of coast for now. You know, the cons are not going to just fire him. <laughs> they they're not going to see him punk yeah, him after after what you know the Urban Meyer experience, like. You know that ain't gonna happen. The CM Punk thing. I actually understand this now. And it, it all yeah, works. See? It all so comes I... back to wrestling, as you always say. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, it was a good win for Jacksonville. I was happy for them, to be honest. That was like Lawrence's first actual like real win. So, yeah. so that was good. It was fine. Uh, okay. Uh, so, oh, no, let's see what let's see on the scoreboard here. We got. Uh, the Panthers beat the Saints. Yeah, yeah, you know but that's another thing. Jameis is <laughs> hurt. He has four fractured uh, vertebrae in his yeah. back. Like I've seen the old takes exposed thing where like they were saying, "Oh, Jameis might win this." One guy said Jameis might win the MVP. I'm just like, <laughs> "All right, that guy was high." But I, I feel bad for Jameis. I literally have hurt my back. Yeah. I'm like recovering from the last couple of months. I, that's why I've been going back on getting like the massages twice a month. Why? I understand he's a big boy. I understand he's tough. I understand that it's very tough to say no to a big ass contract. Mm. But holy shit, man! You can't put Andy Dalton in for one game. Yeah, just one game. He's serviceable Jesus. against the Carolina Panthers. Yes, very yeah. serviceable. Yeah. Right? Christian he, McCaffrey got hundred yards. Exactly. He'll he'll get you a, a victory. It's not it's not impossible for him to do. He did it in this- Dallas. Is this really showing how like average a quarterback Baker is? Uh, yeah. Or is this just showing that Matt Rule doesn't know how to coach? I don't know I how mean, to take it. It's a little bit of both, to be honest. But um, I think it's a little bit of both, really. And I don't know. Maybe Baker. Baker's kind of in a weird thing. I don't know if he's still kind of injured too. Who knows? And he's kind of he's got to find his way. Honestly, this is a transition year for him, so I'm not going to be too harsh on him. But the problem is you're in a transition year when you're up for contract as well. I know. And honestly, that's very hard. Yeah. I, but he's in a situation where he can kind of flourish if he does like start, you know, getting, a, getting his groove back. Honestly, yeah. he, he's just got to get his mojo back. That, that's all it is. He, and it's hard. I mean, it's kind of sort of, I mean, in that division, he like, they're not going to like Tampa Bay's the default winner of that division mm-hmm. anyways very true so it's, but they did lose i, I know well, let's freak out about one game where both your starting receivers are injured yeah well and you have to sign to cole beasley who's so afraid to get one needle jab <laughs> i covered like five thousand times mm. oh let's see all right so carolina uh baltimore beat new england good 
So I, listen, I, I'm gonna say, man, I feel like I'm very defensive today. So forgive me. Y'all should not be like laughing at how sad Mac, <laughs> Mac Jones. Jones looked. I have sprained my ankle playing basketball yeah. when we were down at FIU. Mm-hmm. That shit that hurts. hurts. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'm just hating the people who hide behind the walls, man. In that sense, because it, I didn't, li- I felt bad for the dude. That, it's this that, Madden like, mentality. People just think, oh, you see the injury on thing. They don't really f- like. People don't realize how much shit hurts. <laughs> because I would rather break my hand again, and I've done that too, hmm. than ever have a high ligament sprain on my ankle again. You gotta walk around. Hmm. That's a that's 200 pounds that you have to shift around coming into it. It sucks that yeah. you have to learn how to just to use crutches, and people. And it's not even the fact that. And look, we made a lot of Mac Jones jokes throughout the years. I called him Wonder Bread not too long ago, or yeah, I said that he makes Wonder Bread look interesting. Draft, you know. Yeah, but um, but seriously, man, like I felt bad, and Twitter be saying, and listen, I understand that as human beings, we yes, laugh at the, fucked up it's stuff. It's the internet, that, you know. I get Twitter. NFL like, like, Twitter too, you know. Like, listen, if I see a car crash, I slow it down to see if I see. A and, and they were kind of right that Mac Jones is kind of basically a meme factory. He is very much a meme factory, but there, I think there is a line between, you know, dark humor, grim humor, black humor, and just full out dickishness. Yeah, that's and, true, and, and that's where I go into it. I'm like, this dickishness because y'all can say what you want, but it's all fun and games till. Deshaun Watson is the field, right? Just saying. Next, let's see. Let's go back here. Why does this keep talking all the way back? I just want to see the gate. I have to keep reclicking this. Anyways, uh, let's see. Uh, New England, blah, blah, blah. Okay, next. Uh, uh, I feel so sorry for Detroit, man. Mm. It, it's kind of expected, though. That team only did I win, know, like, two games last year. They were up 24 to 14. That's the product of being a bad team, is that you don't have all the pieces. I know. How- it, it is is it the fact that like, i feel like minnesota didn't deserve to win that game no but deandre swift got hurt again which is unfortunate because deandre swift was part of the baby besos club two years ago when i mm-hmm. went back to it I remember yes um so we have that i i feel bad for them i i really want jared goth to succeed you know i understand that that Matt Stafford got a title out of three left and you're stuck with that stigma and that's mm-hmm. life. But you know, I, I, I'm kind of sick of also first flame first round, uh, quarterbacks just fanning out and flaming out. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, you want to see some consistency. Damn it. If everybody's a Jermarcus Russell, then you should never draft a quarterback in the first round ever again. Yeah. But, um, he did, I mean, he played, he was all right. You know, one touchdown, one interception, but yeah, but that, that's the whole thing is yeah. people are so absent-mindedness when it comes to criticisms with their hate trains come in Yeah, that they just think one thing where they think, oh, he couldn't win the game. Yeah, but he didn't play defense in that final quarter. Yeah, it, I think there's also a sweet irony. Because like Detroit that was... gave you what they – like that, that offense gave you what they could. 24 yeah. points, leading after three. Which is fun. a high amount of points too. Yeah. You know, Especially for a Russell Wilson-led team. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right, so yeah, Detroit man, I, I want to see them win. So I, I just, I just like everything. You know, I, Dan Campbell, everything about them is just so likable. But they're they're lovable losers. They really. You are. know what's weird? I called him a Chad last year yeah. when he was talking about eating at the kneecaps. But mm-hmm. when he that first game, I was like, I saw all I need to see last mm-hmm. week or no, like two weeks ago. I was like, all right, now I know that we're good. Yep. We got something going on. Uh, Eagles beat Washington twenty-four to eight. Mm. Eh. 
Mm. We talk about one quarterback going to another team and almost succeeding, but I, I don't know how I feel. Part of me, I don't, is it a Carson Wentz thing or is it Ron Rivera or is it the Eagles are that good? I, I, I don't know how to decipher that. For that division, the Eagles are that good. For that division. <laughs> Given the, the state of the division, the Eagles are that good. I, I feel, I mean, they've they've got the momentum going for them. Uh, they're... New York is like they 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 shouldn't have been, you know, where they were at. I mean, you guys screwed up that first game. In Tennessee. Oh, that's on me. Yeah, that's on me. Sorry. <laughs> but, but I don't. I like I like what Philly's doing, man. I do. I, I like the receivers. Right, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Devontae Smith got a touchdown. Your boy AJ got a touchdown too. I know. I just miss him so much. Yeah, I know. So very nice. One hundred and sixty-nine yards for Devontae. Uh, Jalen three three forty, uh, for th- uh, three touchdowns. Gotta be concerned how often he runs, right? I mean, Washington's just bad. I mean, you know, they're just they're, terrible. Yeah, they're just a terrible <laughs> team. So I mean, I don't know how much you can fault Ron Rivera for that. But it, it's Dan or Snyder, Carson so Wentz. I. Yeah, well, you know, Carson Wentz is just you know, you know, remember that meme where like, oh, you know, this one, ha-, you know, it, Carson Wentz is just responsible for everything. That's what it is. You know, he he lets all the bad I mean, things. I mean, he threw, disasters. let's see, 25, 211 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, but he can't yeah. move offense. It's the yeah. same thing as last year. But, you know, like Mount St. Helens, when that exploded nice nice, Carson yeah. Wentz did it. Yeah. Okay. So that was. Dan uh, Snyder team, so fuck him. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, let's see. So I'll talk about that. The Bears beat the Texans. Eh, yeah. You know. Is Justin Fields good? Like. This is tough because they have no receivers whatsoever. But you know, he's making me think I can throw the ball better than him. I mean, this could be one of those seasons. Because remember, I, I've said this before: the Bears always have like every like five or six years have a season where you know they have a mediocre quarterback. But on the backs of their defense are able to win that division. And Which is like playoffs. every, it feels like that's every bear season, bro. Yeah. But, but like, but it's, yeah. How's it feel knowing that, that your but best like, quarterback in franchise history is Jay Cutler? But like six to seven years around that time, the Bears give you a season where their defense is elite enough to carry them into mm-hmm. a playoff I mean, spot. Winning they did with Mitch Trubisky. Exactly, you know, and then Rex Grossman before that, all that type of stuff, you know. It's, Jay it's, Cutler as well. Yeah, Jay Cutler. So it's it's that. So the this Bears team maybe, especially depending on Green Bay, because like – you know, the way things are, yeah. You think Green Bay? Oof, okay, the Green default Bay. guys. Maybe we don't can't want... wait till can't wait till we get to that one, baby. We'll, we'll wait a little bit. We got uh, let's first first stop on the petty train. Uh, the Rams beat the Cardinals. So Matt Stafford threw for two hundred forty nine yards. Uh, not not for a touchdown or anything, but you know, you know, you got Cam Akers and uh, Cooper Cup did their thing. Uh, Kyler. Throwing for mm-hmm. a very empty amount of 314 yards. Mm-hmm. A very, uh, empty calories, you would say. <laughs> really, right? This yeah. felt like empty calories, the game. That's what I always tell people. You know, garbage time, right? The The Call of Duty beta came out. So that's sec- <laughs> that second half. He's got Marquise Brown, right? Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be the big turnaround. AJ yep. Green was hanging out in there. Yep, 
uh, their kicker, you know, did the thing. <laughs> he scored all yeah. the points. So it, it was like in the last two minutes or the last quarter where everything had to come around because Kyler once again could not initiate any offense. Are they zero and three now too? No, they're one and two. Remember, they got that one victory. When oh coming. yeah, Oakland because th- that's Oakland though. Yeah, it's the Raiders. It's, it's almost yeah. like a non-starter. Yeah. Uh, you know how much you know how bad the Raiders are. We're still referring to them as the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> Look, you've been in Oakland longer than I've been. You know, than in Vegas. So mm-hmm. the math is going to be telling me that I'm going to refer you as Oakland. Yeah. So the Ra- the Cardinals, the, the just empty calories. The game. It was just like he threw he. You put up numbers for nothing, really. Which has been like my that was my like my okay. So I hate to be nerdy on this, mm. but. When I was more invested in a lot of sports, and like I'm, I'm still invested in sports. I still check the tracker all the time and everything. But when there's a first round like pick, what are you doing fantasy basically? Yeah, yeah, two to three. Yeah, it, with this time with other competition, it's just to me to know how to be right about stuff. Mm. Um, because what do I get off most San Francisco besides cheap deals? Being right. Yeah. Um, I, I was gonna go somewhere with something and then I lost my train of for a second. But so I remember when Kyler had first started and. I was seeing his stat lines. It was very similar to those stat lines that you read that they come up as a whole. They look impressive. 300 yards, 400 yards, you know, a lot of rushing yards passing as well. And then you realize per quarter breakdown, they are just atrocious. They are just ass. And when I say ass, I mean real ass, like Mm -hmm. not a good ass, but a bad ass, you know, in that sense. So you would look into it and you'd be like, what the hell is this? And then people just kept selling on the guy. And I, I do the same thing with a lot of first rounds. And I'll do that with a quarterback because the idea is that only the last five, ten years have they gone to start a first-round quarterback with no experience in the pro pro game at all lately to build into it. And so I, I take big note into that. Running backs is like whatever. Same thing with receivers. You just kind of know. Mm-hmm. But um, I was like, all right, because Lamar didn't go immediately when he started out. But Kyler injected immediately. Couldn't even be worse enough to start Josh Rosen. And in that first season, I think they went 6-10. and 10. So you're telling me you couldn't have put Josh Rosen in that very beginning to start out until Kyler got seasoned? So he just doesn't do it for me. I'm not crazy about it. And th- these games, now that people figure out his scheme more, his O-line's really bad, and his defense doesn't help him. So if you're paying money to guys, sometimes too what you want to know is how they can do playing catch-up. And it's kind of tough because you – we're, it's an unfair sport where we put a lot of blame on one person yeah. because he can't catch the ball either. He can't block. He can't do all this. But I'm, I'm just not a Kyler guy. And the only way I'm going to become a Kyler guy... He doesn't inspire you. Yeah. yeah, the only way I'll become a Kyler guy is the same way how I'll become an Aaron Rodgers guy, where now you have to win the big one. Hmm. Plain and simple. Uh, let's see. Uh, Atlanta beat Seattle. Good for Mariota. Even yeah. though it was against a team that is not... Not structurally rebuilding. yeah yeah is that even the word rebuilding kind of half-assing it uh, i don't know I, I just i don't see seattle as they're they're not going to do anything this year yeah yeah it's, it's a weird transition they, period but like they got the one win that they needed to get i guess so yeah they did uh speaking of that uh denver and <laughs> san francisco <sighs> jimmy g are the worst game of the year so far what, it might be the worst game of this season when we look Jimmy, back on it. Jimmy G. You know they would have won that game had he not done the safety. That's how your season yeah. is going to be remembered. How does that make you feel? Like someone give him the call so he doesn't jump off the bridge because man, he's too handsome. He can't. 
He's very handsome. He's muy guapo. He's muy guapo. There's no way people. There's no way people will let him do that. Well, this hurts me because I'm a Jimmy G defender. Yeah. I'm a Jimmy G defender. I said they were going to go to the Super Bowl last year. They still might now. I haven't made those determinations, but it, it doesn't help. And mind you, Trent Williams went down, and if Trent Williams went down, that's their starting left tackle. That's your $100 million man. There are some things about him that matter, and you don't have your starting guy. That's going to hurt you. But that safety, that awareness. And, of course, Dan Orvlosky. And I got problems with Dan Orvlosky being a big commentator. I was so happy because he was the other guy who did the safety, yeah. right? They mm-hmm. came out. Um Jimmy G heard me. Jimmy yeah. G heard me, and I, don't know. I, I I can't tell you what's happening. I can't either, say right? that that's. I mean, it's I I can't say that's like a damning thing. It's just that. Yeah, I, I, I think just, it's just because the conference that he's in, it, each game matters so much. That's but we, they got lucky. They got lucky that uh, uh, was it uh, like it, I mean Arizona's not great, so they got that. And like, they were in this position last year where they kind of didn't start off too great, and then just kind of got hot at the end. Yeah, so, true. They they made it to the uh, the championship game anyways, so it's not like I I can't say once again I say, I can't say it's damning for San Francisco and that they can't come back from this. Yeah, because but it this is what your season is. Yeah. The season has not started well for them mm-hmm. because you get Trey Lance and you lose to the Bears and he breaks yeah. his ankle and you lose gra- G- you lose any ground on Los Angeles and it's like okay yeah well think about it it's the comedy game because you lost to the Bears. And then Trey Lance breaks his ankle. So that, I don't know. I still feel like that Bears game he, with all that rain is just kind of like a, a weird but, thing. But look what happened. You could have, you in theory should have been two and one, and you end up being one and two. Yeah. And it's a game that you had no excuse to lose because it wasn't like as if a guy lost his assignment and got blown in coverage. Yeah. As a corner, it was literally like if you just didn't take two steps further out hmm. and you just toss the ball away. That's it. Yeah. Like the Bears I game, I kind of like – it's literally a wash. Literally, and I, figuratively a wash. But, no. yeah, this game is a missed opportunity. Yeah. Okay. The Cowboys beat the back. Giants. Didn't watch that. So, you But know. Daniel Jones, fraudulent. Yeah. Nobody believed in this. Believe me, nobody believed in the Giants team. So, My uh, buddy Ross, who is a uh, – Giants fan. A Giants fan. Oh, well. Was all hyped up to it. And he had that victory on me and it hurt. I, I, I almost, you know, I almost told him I hope his daughter doesn't get to a private school, but I wasn't that mean. All right. And then finally, uh, the Packers and the Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know? So, uh, you know, I like the memes coming into it with uh, the, the loser has to call their family. Yeah, loser has to call their family. But yeah, <laughs> but here's the thing, though. You know, one of them has a family to go home to. Mm-hmm. Oof. That hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't know their business. That was even tough Oof. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. I don't care for Aaron Rodgers. The last year and a half has really shown, like, you know, the either die here yeah. or live yourself long enough to be a villain. Yeah. Coming into it. But everybody is like, they know not to crown Green Bay because that offense, if he only got you like 14 points, mm-hmm. when it was in comparison, should have been 21 or 28 the last couple of years. But they just hate so much Tampa Bay and Brady, and they don't want to come back to the facts and what does the facts tell us the facts tell us that mike evans is spent for one game for being a ride or die soldier and chris godwin isn't ready to come back from surgery or from his surgery so isn't like fully capacity and then julio jones was out yeah so your top three receivers are legitimately gone you gotta get cole beasley who is probably like giving a 
I'm going to say this. I don't care. Guys, follow us on Twitter. F-J-O-J-R, Dan Frijoles, Charles the True, Sports Goofs. He was probably giving, like, you know, a fluffer to Tucker Carlson um, <laughs> right before he got the call. And he was like, oh, oh, one second. Let me finish. And then after he finished his, you know, his jerk emotion, then he went over to Tampa and handled it. Oh, fuck that guy. Fuck yeah. them both. I don't care. Yeah. And I, I tried to come in with that hate, that heat because I, I don't know. know these people. I get it. But you know what? This is one of the times I'll give myself a pass and I won't call myself a hypocrite. Whatever. I don't know. Um, so show, we can say what we want. They, yeah, they can say, say what they want on their show. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except the only difference is no one on our show gives us enough money in comparison to Tucker Carlson and then whatever podcast Cole Beasley's going to say. Cole Beasley's man, it's going to be that guy's like I'm the one NFL player that not only spent great times with the Dallas Cowboys and Buffalo Bills, but I I fought the system. I can see now. I fought the system. Their COVID policies and inconsistencies. Mm. Did you? Did you? Mm. Anywho. <laughs> So people just wanted to shit on that. And then I watched, re- we shifted from red zone to actual game when it was like the last bits and then Brady can get the play done. Mm. Like you take away nothing from that game because on one side, no one's healthy for the Bucks, And on the other side, the rookies that Green Bay has and Romeo Dubes and then Christian Watkins or Watson isn't healthy. Sammy Watkins on the IR. So that that's that's their, their luck. Am I enjoying what's happening to the Packers? No. Am I enjoying what's kind of happening to Rodgers? Yeah. Hmm. It's good. Like, they, they're probably still going to be in competition, and that division is still wide open, no matter what we tell ourselves. Yeah. But um, look at the game. Yeah, Minnesota's there. They're, they're, if they they play to their expectations, they can do something. Right. And the we Bears, about- once again, if they have one of those fluke years, then, you know, whatever. And And maybe, like, the Lions are scrappy, so they could probably eke out a win against one of them. Yeah. Yeah. No season, guys, is over unless your starting player gets hurt. If if Aaron Rodgers breaks his collarbone, it's it. your season's done. That's it. Mm-hmm. Playing and simple. Yeah. Like Chicago, honestly, would probably move on. <laughs> they're, they're like, oh. I like, okay, well, this is slightly like, default. Like, oh, hey, who, who's our backup? Trevor Simeon? All right. <laughs> Okay, so we're at hour forty six. Uh, college. I mean, I'm not gonna go deep into college football, but uh, I, I got one sentence to say about college football. Mm. One sentence. Mm. Are you ready for this? Yep. If you are trying to sell me on the fact that Mario Cristobal was the best fit for Miami because of the fact that he likes empanadas, mm. I'm pretty sure Manny Diaz liked empanadas. <laughs> you know. This this theme of hiring the Latino coach that has the Miami ties is not really working out. Every fucking time. Like making me miss Mark Rip. Yeah. (laughs) That's saying something. Mm. Uh, He's still he's 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 on uh, the ACC network. You can always get him back. Oh no, Mark, 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 give a shout out to Mark. He's fighting, um, I don't know if it's ALS, but he has one of those yeah. things. So yeah, he was kind of like, I don't know. But it, whatever. Uh, yeah, Mark, so. He hit this hire, the hire of this man, I'm telling you, was straight fucking up. The fact that, um, why, why is this? His hire was because of the fact that people thought he was going to be the best thing in Oregon. And what happened is you can have your scheme in Oregon. But unless you're, you know, Lincoln Riley, who was playing that breakout for a long time, you don't have the recruits for the system here, man. And your love of the Latino food 
is not enough to sell me because remember when they hired my uh, crystal ball? What was it I told you? Ugh. Mm-hmm. I-, I was like, because he lost the bowl game in Oregon. I was like, this this is concerning. Yep. Well, you guys lost. I, I saw the game. Me and my dad yeah. saw it in our in our downtime in Denver. You almost came back. Uh, in my head, I in, didn't care for it. Oh uh, no! I mean, honestly, it was just like, okay, you got the uh, like uh, the kickoff run, which was more Middle Tennessee, just kind of already uh, thinking the Gloating. game was over, you know? Yeah. Then anything else, and then and then after that, they got the two big plays, those big throws that I was like, okay, that was it. Miami, whatever Miami secondary or what the hell is going on, it was not happening. So, which it, it, how do you not tell people just hey that it was the goal line one that pissed me off? I think it pissed off everybody. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was the funniest one. I was laughing after that one. <laughs> but how, how do you, how do you not go and be like, why did you press? Hmm. Why did you press Mario Crystal Ball? Did you underestimate your? I, I felt like one sentence became like a diatribe. He hasn't pressed me much. I'm Shania Twain. This hmm. shit. You know, mm-hmm. oh, so you coach in Oregon. That's an impressive mini much to do. Yep. Uh, Andrew's happy UCF won. So they got to beat Georgia Tech. So well, they keep, Because they keep losing. So that's why he's happy. And uh, let's see. Nobody cares about FIU. And uh, yeah, my Seminoles uh, spanked Boston College the way they should have. So. Hey. Was- why aren't you guys ranked? We'll see. That's that's a very fundamental question. You're the only undefeated team in Florida. I mean, we'll see. I'm glad the Gators lost. Uh, Tennessee might actually be back. That'd be funny if they uh, resurrected that... their program finally. <laughs> it's semi-back. Anyways, uh, yeah, so there you go. And then uh, I guess the only other thing was like Texas lost to Texas Tech, which was funny. I laughed at that. So that was fun. So yeah, uh, look, I don't mind the Seminoles flying under the radar for now, right? I still like they still got to prove themselves in some ways. They were kind of shaking the, for those games against actual opponents. Boston College, they spanked them the way like that gave me confidence. Like okay, they can beat teams that they're supposed to beat, which is all we ask for in college. Yeah. Don't but lose honestly, Tennessee. like if they run the table and they get to that UM game and they can beat the Canes, then I'll feel better. So like after yeah. that, then I'm like okay, all right. So. November is going to be a very interesting month for you and I because yeah. when that game comes and if I, I I already lost I lost caring after the first week because yeah. when we drop seventy points I'm like this is going to be the peak thing for us mm-hmm. and so I already knew so they had to really get me back. I mean, you're we play Clemson, I think. You're the Charles, but it's it's really just you and and the Yankees right now. So yeah, yeah. I mean, Jimmy Butler changes look. Ooh. Oh, we we're at an hour fifty. I mean, we can transition right now. Just a little. I mean, it's not much. College football don't it's matter. It's like NHL and NBA have already had their media days. NHL is already in training camp. NBA is starting training camp. Uh, so that's... y'all already know who we're going to talk about. If it's not a Heat player, it's going to be Kevin Durant and LeBron. Yeah, I mean, KD uh, had the. Uh... Like I, I mean, I just like the man's vibe, man. <laughs> I, I'm so good. You ain't gonna throw him away for nothing. Yeah. You know, buy a bag of chips with your money, but don't buy a bag of chips that's been open at eight. Mm. So, uh, yeah, just teams are back. The heater, the heater are training out in the Bahamas right now, which actually might be the most sound thing right now because they might not get any remnants of the hurricane, or at least not much of it. So, that's cool. And uh, Jimmy's uh, clean shaven and got the dreads going. 
it's it's like scary how young he looks yeah that's true i, I was like literally taken aback i'm like what the mm-hmm. fuck is this it's like two different men yeah so the heat are back there's uh, people have questions uh kyle lowry lost weight supposedly and apparently he was he he says according to him that Pat Riley didn't say like he didn't lose the weight because Pat Riley told him to. Yeah, Pat had a bunch of goons show up at his dime house, man. <laughs> so oh, yeah, there's on the screen there's Jimmy in his hair. Uh, he's he's out hanging in the Bahamas. He loves that they have dominoes there. He loves playing dominoes, you know. So you got. I can that. never get into dominoes. Is that big with your family? Uh. I mean, we've played, but it's not really like a thing, you know what I mean? But then again, my family literally is, uh, is a gaming family, in a sense. So yeah, my, my my family, you know, we don't we don't hang around with the Colombian side for reasons. And then my mom's side, it was my grandfather like put a chessboard in front of me, which explains a lot when I think about it now. But anywho, why is Kyle still on my team? Because you're paying money, man. It's paying money. <laughs> you gotta pay that money. I pay. I, look, I pay the government taxes, and there's still part of me that wants the uprising. So, what the hell does this mean? Means we're gonna roll the dice and see what we can do with these guys. That's what we got. We got him. We got Jimmy. We got Tyler. All we got all Bam. I want off my team. Uh, we'll see how Depot does. Because that's yeah. re- that's really the the X factor. If, if 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 Victor Oladipo has himself a season. That, that that could be the, the thing that, that, that that's makes. what you say but you know what depot really is he's a trade bait this time if you want yeah i mean true if you want to swing some big things right yeah like because uh, the contract is big enough to get like know, middle line if, veterans. Uh, if brooklyn is still having some issues and katie still wants out you can't you afford know? that man yeah, or Kyrie, I mean, and you do a little <sighs> flip of him and kyle I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna be more surgical. You're being more hopeful. Hopeful. I'm being <laughs> surgical. I'm saying you trade him for a actual point guard who can actually stay healthy and isn't 39 years old. Mm. Because that's the issue. With all, I, I get so passionate about it sometimes. Yeah. I just quell it up. Lonzo's hurt. He's got some weird thing. Poor guy. Yeah. Poor guy. His his knees hurt all the time. Yeah. My knees hurt all the time, pain. and I don't do a quarter what that man does. Yeah. Do we care about Leangelo? Doesn't. So Leandro Ball got signed by the Charlotte Hornets, and it kind of feels like a pity thing from Jordan just to make sure that the Ball family stays there. I mean, it's not really the Ball family. It's just that he's literally, like, the best thing they've had in a long time. No, I'm talking about LaMelo. So LaMelo's there. Leangelo. Oh, Leangelo. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I, was, I was mixing up the... Because uh, we have Lonzo, who's now in Lonzo Chicago. Lonzo Chicago, who he had a great bounce back year. It's just kind of sad because he looked like he was finally, like, like, finally coming to his own. Like, yep. Yeah, because he had that thing in New Orleans, but you know it was weird. Um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of I don't know. Maybe it's kind of like the, the like the Bucks when they had both of the uh, two of the Atizakumbo brothers. Yeah. So it might, or, or the Zoran and Goran Dragic, it might be one of those things. It's like we'll keep the worser brother just to keep you happy. Yeah, it's a non guaranteed contract too, yeah. so you get rid of them anytime. And now with the G League, I guess it allows maneuverability. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, two-way contracts. So they can, you know, bring them up, have them do one of those 10-day things. And, that's and I don't know how – now we're getting, like, super analytical, but I'm going to tell you right now. You put Lonzo and you put um, LaMelo in front of me and you put a mask over their face and I can't see the mask. Their play style is so accurate and so similar that I want to know what Leangelo is missing, that he couldn't, like, keep that same standard of production. Yeah. It, it's like, up. what can you develop in the G League for him to kind of 
get that, or at least get at least be half of that, right? Because they're you both know, they're both coming assist. off the bench that could really work out, right? Maybe I mean like Lonzo and Lamelo are both assist friendly passing point guards who you know Lamelo is a little bit of a better scorer, obviously, yeah. but Lonzo has improved a little bit just not to because he's not taking stupid shots. Yeah, you know it, it's 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 the Ben Simmons role to which Ben Simmons for whatever reason is not put into, which is just being a six man essentially. Even though Lamelo is a starter, Lonzo was also a starter, and that should change when LeBron came around. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, so Jimmy, KD, Lonzo, poor Lonzo on his knees. Um, I got nothing else so far on NBA. I'm yeah, sure I mean, it was just whatever. People are back. The Warriors are back. The the Cavs, you know. I did like that tweet that you sent. Yeah, the Cavs uh, have their squad, and, you know, so. That's Super that's interested. I'm, yeah, I'm, it, I'm, it's I'm, an interesting thing. And then. Uh, I'm not going to call them scary yet, but mm-hmm. could be. And you, potentially, right? Especially if Jared Allen's healthy, all that stuff. You know, all those guys are. Are together to see if Donovan Mitchell has a big, big year, big like show me year. So that, that could be a thing, and then, uh, and then yeah, I mean, there's not really much else. You got uh, freaking Phoenix and their owner, and then you got uh, the fallout in Boston. Oh, oh, well, wow, I, I like how we literally skipped over the two biggest ones. Yeah, like we we don't care because it's cause expected. Talked about it, you know. But, but we haven't talked about the real thing that matters in um, Phoenix. Hmm. Chris Paul can get any owner gun got. Man's a harbinger of doom. Never bring him to Miami. Pat I mean, Riley that's why he's the president. That's why he's safe. the president of the of the Players Association. Motherfucking Tony Soprano of basketball over mm-hmm. here. Yeah, moving and shaking things. I mean, this isn't ain't a bad thing. No, oh, of course not. Listen, I'm all for this. <laughs> yeah, I, I just find this because the Donald Sterling stuff was evident racism. The Sarver thing was just very aloof billionaire, at least the very small parts of it that I read, because there were parts where we just asked people if they shared their privates and everything like that. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. it, it, like, this is water cooler talk. I, oh, I'm going to say, I, no, I'm not going to say that there. There's, there's mm-hmm. sometimes where there's no answer, but I'm like, no, I'm going to ease up yeah. on it. Right. Where um, There's some things where even in your head, you're like, I would counsel myself. <laughs> I'll sell it. I'll say it over uh, after the show's yeah. done, yeah, we'll and then do you'll that. tell me if it's appropriate or not. <laughs> and so, like the server stuff, like, and that's good because he's not just selling them; but he's also selling the Mercury. And um, yeah, you know that, that that's good for them too. I think what the loss. It's good for the league. league. Yeah, it's, it's league. good for both. He's gonna teams. make a ton of money, so it's not like whatever. It's a gold. And it's Phoenix, so right now. Golden parachute. So yeah, it, it, it's like yeah. The worst thing you do is sell a billionaire that hey, you have to sell your team so you can make more money. Exactly. Please. Exactly. Please. Ime Odeka. They're about to get the yeah. He he got he he essentially got everything laid out. He's got a good team, and the you know the property or the value of the team has gone up, and he just got Phoenix to approve renovation of their arena, which is going to basically make it brand new. So anybody who's going to buy them is going to pay big money for it. So so here's my question. If that's what it took to get Sarver gone, what the hell do you have to get on Jerry Jones over in the NFL? Oh no, Jerry Jones ain't leaving. No, I, I know, but that's the crazy part of it. I understand it's two different leagues, so I'm just saying. I'm and, just saying. And honestly, Jerry Jones ain't like you know Dan Snyder. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, like if you ha- the pantheon of terrible NFL owners, and we haven't even gotten to the surprise thing that I wanted to do. All, all I'm saying is that Jerry Jones hasn't been because it has something to do Dan with that. Snyder. It has something to do with that. But, but we should do it for the Andrew show. No, I need Andrew here because I, I yeah. need I need uh, whatever. But anyways, we'll uh, we'll get into that. But you know, Jerry Jones, as far as the pantheon of like terrible NFL owners, I mean, he yeah. the man wants to win. He spends money. Yes, he's evil behind the scenes, that type of stuff. Him and Robert Kraft. But like, it's not like you know the incompetence of like Jimmy Haslam 
or uh, the, the, or um, or Dan Snyder, freaking Browns owner, or Jimmy Haslam. I already Sorry, said that. Already said that. Or the uh, the McCaskies in Chicago. Like it's yeah. it's not the same. Or uh, freaking uh, the, the Colts owner, uh, Ursay, Ursay, yeah. and his coked up. You know, whatever. So yeah. Uh, what was I? My my comment on Udeka, and then we can end it. Is this? Yeah. People are kind of like. I understand someone leaked the information about this man's personal life and it bothered people because we have opened up as a society to which cheating is more acceptable. It wasn't a polyamorous relationship with cheating. We don't know all the facts and people hate it and shit like that. And I've read certain things, but people are forgetting the fact that the fine is not a league fine. It's a, or a suspension. Team. It's a yeah. team imposed yeah. suspension. So company like, policy. Yeah. And the thing is, it, it's, it's not so much of an extramarital affair. What, you know, and this is dangerous on a speculation, but someone probably obviously complained by the fact that they didn't want to proceed with certain things anymore. And that's what, you know, that's that's in organizational structure because, you know, you and I can say we work for organization businesses and ha- I have a supervisory role mm. and so do you. So there's things that sometimes put together, but that was the one thing that was really bothering me because I'm just going to say this right now. Mass media sports is very gender um biased and it really i found it super interesting how a lot of male media analysts for sports were very very high protective of udoka's rights and privacies and everything like that when women are as players or management ownerships and the reason why it doesn't come out that often is because it's rare because you guys limit their opportunities to succeed um man you know just you go girl right um but you know the whole thing is that you know, we're very defensive of that, and I don't think you would have the bit, the same kind of defensive position if it was like Kim Yang in the Marlins had an affair with Jazz Chisholm. That, hear me out. If you hear the whole stream, this is a hypothetical to prove yeah. a point. Nothing at all what I'm saying is a suspicion. I don't think the male culture in the media would be as protective of a man's, mm. you know, privacy at home and everything like mm. that. If anything, I think they would make bigger jokes about like, well, you know, it's jazz chism. He's 23. He's young, handsome guy with great hair, probably a big old that, you know, I, I can see it. And yeah, because people, and then people would make fun of like, Oh, Kim Ang's robbing the cradle and <laughs> sell cougar, all that type of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, and so like with Vodoka, cause the only person who was like, um, crazy about it was and i forgot his name matt barnes which is like damn i didn't know it was that crazy like that, <laughs> matt right? barnes has done some things you know <laughs> yeah so, so that, that, that's that's the thing that i'm just like very very much in line on because to me in my mindset man you know what the, the, the difference between that is because people don't understand the power struggle if you had a male coach having a relationship with a female player in the wnba mm. and, and that's when we'll say that's the line the outrage because now we think player and management now as opposed to somebody in an office general thing because they took it away as an office they don't understand power of influence pressure things of that nature mm. and i'm gonna say this right now i know this is gonna sound very off track but i think it matters in today's culture especially since we just had one sports organization really let down a lot of people with a suspension someone who had clear-cut sexual allegations issued against them is that you do realize that even asking somebody if you're on a date or if you want to date them and just say, Hey, I admit feelings for you. I care about you do stuff like that. And you take in the equation that you have a relationship, whether it's on, on the rocks or not on the rocks with a marriage or anything like that, that still could be unwanted um, approach yeah. to an employee. And that is a violation of a lot of standard HR locks yeah. at Wendy's at Taco Bell at target and at the Boston Celtics yeah. organization. So yeah, it's some- literally just, this is like stuff that is normal 
everywhere. And, and it would Except, be the same yeah. violation in ESPN. Mm-hmm. And I found that there was a lot of male media analysts who were very quick to be like, even though that that's for someone. Which makes you think, like, what are they doing? other people for uh, say that someone in the Celtics organization mm-hmm. leaked this up. No, someone in the Celtics organization didn't leak this up because this is where you're hypocritical. Because let's say if you got noticed out of nowhere that Ime Udoka got suspended for an entire season for conduct detrimental to the team's policies, you're going to try to figure out and get the scoop what it is. Yeah. So don't give me that bullface lie. Yeah. It wasn't like you guys found it. You guys I, went searching for the information. And I just want to put that out there because I, I don't, I don't tweet, you hmm. know, like congratulations to yeah. the, the one thing I said that got me for my every five months tweeting of something or, or commenting. Yeah. I don't even do that shit unless it's you guys. But that's something that I'm like, oh, I have this platform. I'm actually going to utilize this platform for instead of me on my petty train. Hmm. You know, for me, it just like to call out some shit. Yeah. All righty. So uh, we're at two hours and four minutes. I mean, let's see. What's up? You guys are beating the Blue Jays. No, no judge home run. He's not going to get nope, one at all. Not yet. Uh, let's see. The Marlins are actually beating the Mets. That's funny. And hmm. uh, I don't care about the rest. All right, Charles. So. Let's let's do it. We already mentioned a little bit about CM Punk earlier on, but uh... and you know what? It is going to be as promised from last week to this week. It is going to be a um, AEW uh, heavy specialty episode. So welcome everybody. Your weekly Truplex to Cage with Charles. Mm. Full disclaimer: Wrestling is not fake. It's a stage fight. It is scripted. It is a song and dance. It is a ballet. It is men and women being the holy hell of each other try to establish a legacy chase championships make me entertained and i think i'll say this for every cage opening is that this is like dexter new blood this is you know uh, every spinoff of a tv show that you have because i live in a life free of vincent kennedy mcmahon <laughs> and i am free i'll think of all the other spinoffs or tv shows or reboots that come into it without him dexter new blood just came into my head for some reason because it kept the same cast of characters but different screenwriters and everything like that I, I promise you, my pop culture ass will. This is House of the Dragon. It, it's okay. You know, we're, we're, I haven't watched it yet. We're going to go for This is God of War PS4, baby. You mm. thought it was good on the PS2s, one through three in Ascension. I got you now, baby. I got you on this stuff. So, AEW. Do I want to do WWE? It's going to be AEW centric, so let's make it about WWE. I'm liking it. Um, I'm liking it. I, yep. I purposely chose to watch you, Raw. You've been. Uh... I, I've been Those, watching sports, man. Yeah, the stuff on the group chat, man. You are liking everything that's going on. I, I, I you know, like there's some things Senor that can go stale. H. Yeah, Senor H, you know, Daddy Senor H, Papa H, Triple H. Yeah, yeah Triple triple H. There's some things that can go stale pretty quickly. Eventually, if they don't come into it, do I still think that um, there's some people that they need to shuffle around or reintroduce or take a moment to focus on storylines? Sure, you know that that's that's the nature. I mean, of uh, the let day. me ask you this. Yeah. Is the transition like as it? It's it's absolutely what I wanted to be. Okay, I was gonna say, is it is it up to the, like your expectation or your standard? You know. So it's more in line with and so remember, Triple H had NXT as they called the NXT Black and Gold before mm-hmm. he got you know removed and Vince right. had to come in, in and do basically everything. like the, the the developmental league, right? Yeah, so. and and so I saw the takeover pay per views, I saw the storylines there, so there was things that I liked about it already that I knew I was going to like, and a lot of that has kind of transitioned here because he brought back people that were NXT, he brought up people from NXT, he got resigned people that were NXT, so there's um there's things that are going to work for my liking. You know, other people, they might not, and I get that. But for me, 
this is what I need. But the biggest payoff, man, is that I'm actually watching the TV product when it's on. Yeah. And, and you're you're like live, pounced. not live tweeting, but like live posting. Yeah, live reaction. Yeah, I think is the way we yeah. say it. Yeah. Because I don't have Fox, but the SmackDown stuff, I'm like looking at it because uh, maybe this is where I'll start with it after I go from there. The Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns stuff is fantastic. We the ones, baby. Raw, I'm watching it over football. There's three Monday night footballs in a row I've chosen to watch, and I could watch those games. Granted, I didn't care about the Cowboys and the Giants, but I was entertained from Raw from start to finish. They have the proper planting of seeds. The the workers look more happy. My complaint about Raw is that the matches are too long. And the reason why I would say the problem with it, with the matches being too long sometimes on television, is with some shorter matches. I'm not talking about the three to five minute matches that Vince would give you, but some of these matches are going 15 to 20 to 25 is that if you have other people on the roster, don't let them be forgotten unless they're going through some character changes. And there might be some character changes coming. I don't know. H has only been in effect for like a month and change, right? A month and a half. Um, but if you let a lot of people see the groundwork of what a wrestler's talent could be with somebody in a match, and if they have to go and have a match on a pay-per-view, or if they see too much of that frequency against an opponent, even though it's not the pay-per-view opponent, how am I going to be blown away, right? So that that's the one thing is my preliminary caution on it. But I have been enjoying a lot of things. And we'll go with Raw. This is how I'll do it. We'll be giving the Triple, a, Triple H his grade, and then we'll go to AEW on something. So what I've liked about Raw is I'm invested. I want to watch it. It's not cheesy to a degree. There's things that hit more they miss. The returns have been good. Johnny Gargano came back last month. I was like, oh, my God. His wife came back last night, Candice LeRae, completely unannounced, too. She was very big on NXT. Was there for like five, six years? She's a mainstay veteran. She was big on the indies. She's known for wrestling the Young Bucks. She's real cool people, man. She, she's badass, man. Like, we, we like Candice LeRae here, so I'm very happy that she's back. And I love Johnny, even though he's undersized. And listen, yes. Would I love every one of my favorite wrestlers to hold the biggest titles? Yes, obviously. It's great. But when you get joy out of somebody, whether or not you see them win or lose, as long as they're on your television. That was the problem with Vince is that there was obvious talent, but he didn't know what to do with them. And he forget that sometimes you don't have to have them in a story. You just put out there and let them wrestle for a TV show, for a pay-per-view, for a one-month feud. Johnny wouldn't have had that opportunity. Ciampa wouldn't have had that opportunity, even though Vince did call it Ciampa eventually, but he changed his schedule around loomis is out there he's the one the hockey that i sent you guys last night that's chasing the miz and stalking around yeah yeah the canucks so Mm -hmm. so um no they cannot that was kevin owens the canucks jersey it was the um whatever edmonton's team oilers um the guy with the blonde hair see wrestling is everywhere Mm. so it's getting good you're getting invested in the emotional story so raw has been good by showing me the fighting product it does miss having a world championship on that show though because as great as bobby lashley is as a u.s champ it still undersizes the fact that it's still a secondary belt how do you say so charles i say so because of the fact that you know it's not the main title and even though bobby and h to a degree has bought back the prestigiousness of a mid-card championship the u.s title you still know that's not the superior title for that brand that's on SmackDown, where Roman is the Universal Championship and everything of that nature because he's undisputed Universal WWE Championship. Say that five times fucking fast. I don't know when they're going to drop those titles. We thought Drew was going to win Clash of Kings. Going to SmackDown, my grades for Triple H is that the stories are just good for me, man. Like, I, I am engaged. I am laughing. I'm invested because 
they're playing the long game instead of the short fix. And I felt like Vince did a lot of the short fix. The Sami Zayn Usos um, bloodline storyline is fantastic for those who have not been, you know, following me and everything that's going on. The bloodline consists of Roman Reigns, your undisputed Universal WWE Championship, the Usos, who are the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, Jimmy and Jey Uso, and then Solo Sokoa is the brother of the Usos, cousin Roman Reigns, who helped Roman retain his title at Clash at the Champions. He was, or Clash of the Castle. He was at uh, NXT and he got called up. He had won the North American Championship, dropped it, it was vacated and going from there. And they have Paul Heyman, who is their wise man. They're the ones, the bloodline, you know, they've been dominant. Roman's had a two-year plus reign as the top champion, all the stuff that kind of came in. And just when you thought it was really going to get stale, because I was ready for Drew the job, or not Drew, but I was ready for Drew to win the title off of Roman, won them at least. Then they infuse Sami Zayn because Roman's whole gimmick is being the tribal chief. Acknowledge me. That's why when we play Splatoon and we're dirty and we mess them up, I'll send you the acknowledgement gifts or the mm. Usos where they uh, raise the finger in the air as the tag teams because we let them know that we're the ones. But then they infuse Sami Zayn, who the best way I could describe him, if you ever watch Recess, he's the Randall, the redhead, the sneak. He's the uh. mass manipulator. He was one of the best baby faces in NXT. He was El Generico in his indie days and his backstory was like he was a lucha libre wrestler who when he retired he went to go save kids in the orphanage or something of that ilk so it was a a arabic canadian who had a lucha libre name and wore a mask it's just great wrestling is just an enjoyment for me so sammy and his ridiculousness if we remember where he was earlier this year he gave us the wrestlemania match versus johnny knoxville of jackass which was actually great entertainment and he lost and he spiraled into it where Roman asked for one thing, acknowledgement. He wants you to acknowledge him as your tribal chief. Sammy, seeing a play in, went to go get the acknowledgement or went to acknowledge Roman and get the help from the bloodline. But now it has like come into it where he's just invested in that family because it's a Samoan bloodline. Same bloodline of, you know, Rikishi was in there. I've got the the image on the screen here with the four brothers. Okay, yeah, I, I love it so much. It is so messy because we're invested in Sammy now. And last Friday... I watched, Francisco, I watched that fucking Twitter clip at least 10 times where Roman's like, take that shirt off. Because Jay Uso has been beefing hard with Sammy. Jimmy likes him. Roman likes him. All this stuff. Jay is like losing it. And when uh, when Vince, when uh, Roman's like, take the shirt off, Jay just ripped that shirt off immediately because he's thinking that it's time. We're going to betray him. And my little heart's like, oh boy, don't do this to me. And then he's like, you're never going to wear one of our bloodline shirts because I made you your own. And now it says honorary oos, because that's the whole thing. Like, it's almost like oos, you know, so they're going into it. And I'm like, ah, and the way Sammy was happy, and the way the crowd was reacting, and everything like that, it's going to hurt like a mother, man, when they finally betray him. Because now he's in full belief. As he, he's representing the oos name. He's going out there. He's doing it for his boys. It's like being the one white guy invited to the cookout. You're coming in, man. <laughs> You know, you know that that's when you go over. You're the white guy coming over the house, and the the Spanish grandma calls you Nino. You know you're in. You know you're in. They invite you to play dominoes. This shit is real. <laughs> it is beautiful. And I what I, I think I sent you the interview when he's talking. Was it Mackenzie or Sarah Schreiber? We calls uh, her like generic white. He's Arabic white. Him and the Samoans have a lot in common. I'm like, can we say this now? Can we do this kind of real humor? So here, uh, generic white. It's the Wonder Bread equivalent sports world. So it, when we go into SmackDown, it's the stories that I'm really invested in. Of course, also, I got men, meat slap and meat with Gunther as my intercontinental champion. Whew, golly, boy, that's great. So I'm liking SmackDown. And what I'm liking from Triple H, because I've seen two 
produce pay-per-views from him. SummerSlam, which still had some residuals of Vince there, you can tell from the stories that brought him, which was fine. I thought it was above average. It was okay. I didn't hate it. But I absolutely love Kalash at the Castle. I gave that like an A-. minus. It was great because of the Gunther-Sheamus match, but everything else really worked in well. And I'm looking at Extreme Rules, and that's in a couple weeks. That's a week from Sunday. And next show is when it'll be the WWE-centric one because I'll do my wrestling predictions. Um, but, dude, that entire card, the thing about Extreme Rules is that each match ought to have an extreme stipulation, like no DQ or whatever. And in the last couple of years, Vince didn't do that. He only did to one. It's like having a, a pay-per-view, like when they called it TLC, Tables on Chairs, but they did one match. Every match, man, that's coming up for this Extreme Rules pay-per-view has a stipulation. Edge and Finn are going to do an I Quit match. There's a ladder match between Bianca and Bailey. There is going to be a strap match between Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre, which I actually think can be hella good. Vince didn't give me what I wanted. Vince told me what was good for me, like a parent. And sometimes it was bad for me, and I hated it, and I didn't want to take the Robitussin, Mom, because it tasted yucky. You didn't have to hit me when I, with a broom when I was five years old in New York. Love my mommy. Um, hi, Mom. And then sometimes Vince knew what was good for me and gave me stuff that I liked, such as Festival of Friendship. And I'm not going to compare the Attitude Era. I'm beyond that now. To evolve in life, you have to, you can bring to with you the past that you want to bring with you if it's a good fit. But if you don't allow the present to be around, you're going to both love the past and you're going to hate the past. That's how I feel about people who always compare things back to the Attitude Era. You want to watch the Attitude Era? Go watch Peacock, right? Because the problem is sometimes there's still wrestlers from the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era still around. There is. Wrestlers have a long longevity. Ray Mysterio is still kicking it, right? He's in a sort of dynamic. Hunter is just giving me straight up what I want without insulting my intelligence yet. He will eventually. Like, NXT became a stale product um, eventually at some point. That's why they had to move it from Wednesdays to Tuesdays. They lost to AEW on that aspect. But damn it, man. I'm, I'm happy for it because I can look at all the opportunities. So we're not going to objectify every woman that comes in. And we're not going to have racist stereotypes. We're not always going to group up every black wrestler together. We're not going to group up every, you know, Arabic wrestler together because that's what Vince does. And you wonder, like, there was a team named Crime Time. And mind you, I think everybody should team up who they want to team up with. You know, in that sense, if you're a stable, if you're a tag team, if you're creatively put in together. Yeah, you got chemistry. But, yeah. You have chemistry, but it really felt purposeful. And, you know, you're not going to get stupid things where they get caught up from NXT and then Vince shortens their names. I'll give you an example. Austin Theory is a wrestler. And for a while, Vince just calls him Theory. Vince had him labeled as Theory, identified as Theory. His merchandise wasn't a Theory, not Austin Theory. Why are we getting rid of first names? Everybody's got a first name, right? Everybody's got first name and last name. Um, I think there could be marketability. And the ratings have been good. I mean, they've struggled a little bit on Raw with Monday Night Football, but that's expected, right? But here's the thing about Monday, Fo Monday Night Football. You got it four or five months of the year. Build your product, build your consistency. You can have something for the other eight, nine months that you're going on. SmackDown hit good numbers, man. Like the demo was hit well, and they had 2.5 million viewers, and a high percentage was the, uh, the demos. So SmackDown is giving me the stories. Raw is giving me the wrestling. The pay-per-views are good, and I want to watch more. And that's how you kind of get people. And damn it, man, when Roman and the Bloodline betray Sammy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose it. I'm gonna, oh, no. No, I've never been kicked out of a group before. This, this is vicariously living. So that's where we're at with WWE right now. NXT, I don't care about it. Like Hunter and Sean are going to have to do a lot to make me invested. And I think it's going to take some time to get there. But that's the problem too, is that there's so much wrestling that you want to only focus your attention. Like there's a lot of football games, but Twitter and yeah. YouTube are my red zones. Mm. What do I actually want to watch? Do I want to watch the Thursday night game, the Sunday night game, or the Monday night game? That's how you have to view wrestling right now. 
shifting over i feel like there's some stuff i should talk about in new japan but it's not important i'll talk about it next week if it does come to fruition because hikaleo chose Tama tonga and i have to explain some backstories and stuff like that that's too long aw last week because we have the consequences of being a tv show on a tuesday when wrestling happens tuesday wednesday and friday right mm. so that's a difficulty the money stuff i can always talk to you guys about so AEW had their kind of like tv pay-per-view special that's why i call them AEW grand slam that continued from Wednesday on Dynamite on TBS and then Friday on TNT confuses me too. I understand. Um, I watched a good portion of it. I was at the gym. I got complaints. I got grievances. You asked me what WWE has done to make me happy with Hunter. I'm going to talk to you about my problem with Tony Khan. First and foremost, I think I'm going to give a compliment to you, Tony Khan. Follow us on Twitter. I think he's been able to write the ship minorly since the CM Punk elite debacle remember people threw shit at each other bit each other you know all these other things coming in there where cm punk had the press conference just a little reminder go listen to the other shows and podcasts to get the reminder there the matches that are out there was chris jericho versus claudio for the ring of honor championship because remember tony bought ring of honor so he has those titles defended there too i don't think it's a good idea but what do i know right we'll talk about that in a second acclaim versus swerve in our glory those are the guys who are always doing the rapping stuff that have the great insults that i love so much and i tell you guys to listen to it Pac defending his aw all-atlantic championship against Arn Cassidy, women's fatal four-way john moxley and brian danielson um to finally crown an AEW world champion and there was stuff on rampage that i won't go too crazy on because it, it, it just it's not worth my time to talk about it um so let's start with first so chris jericho versus claudio claudio used to be cesaro in wwe one of the best wrestlers out there, no matter what the promotion is. He won the Ring of Honor Championship um, about a month or so ago, defending like two, three times. Chris Jericho last week says, Claudio, I want to challenge you for that Ring of Honor Championship because I've been a world champion seven times. I want to be world champion eight times. I've never been Ring of Honor champion. Jericho has been a WWE champion, WWF champion multiple times, world heavyweight champion. He was the first inaugural AEW champion. And now he says, hell, oh, Ring of Honor let me get that title. Go from there. So I'm like, no effing way Chris Jericho wins this, right? This is just to help give Claudio the rub of being the world champion for that promotion, even though he's a dual contract for AEW and Ring of Honor. I'm like, no way. That's just going to be there to give him the rub and also get the prestige of the title a little bit of rub because right now you're defending a title that doesn't have a show to go on a weekly basis and stuff like that. Claudio has had ass uh, defenses. He defended against Ari Davari. He defended against Dustin Rose from Minos Goldust. I think QT Marshall. Ain't no way Jericho wins. Jericho low blows him and then wins. Why? Why? Like, I feel bad for Claudio, man. And I, I like Jericho. I like what he's doing. His feuds go on way too long because it's still part of the whole Jericho Appreciation Society and the Blackpool Combat Club. But I really think that you kind of did Claudio wrong there, Tony Khan. It, it makes sense, but then it doesn't make sense because if you're going to give it to Daniel Garcia down the line, who's part of your stable, he's still the pure champion. And I, I, I think some people are going to be like, well, you know, you're going to have – that means a TV deal is imminent. No, it doesn't. Do you know that in the world of entertainment industry and television that you can have an announcement of a TV show, but it's not going to be put on next week, right? You have to build things, promotionals, ads, everything comes in. You at least got six months into it. So if your idea was that Jericho is – and if you ask Charles what's the difference between like Ring of Honor kind of style wrestling versus the other one, I would say it's more like wrestling-based. And people, if they do follow the show, are going to hate me for it. But this is the only way I can explain to it without going on a 20-minute diatribe. I feel like Ring of Honor is what 
the the Americanization of New Japan, which isn't accurate whatsoever, except for maybe a scintilla of it. But there's a lot of good breeding wrestlers that came from it. Brian Danielson came from it. John Moxley came from it. Obviously, did Moxley have it? I think he did as Johnny Beagle unless he was doing CZW. It's crazy. I feel like I'm going to my own Andrewverse where I'm going off to what their names were in the Indies. You know, down down the rabbit hole. You know, Seth Rollins came there when he was Tyler Black. A lot of dudes came from the Ring of Honor. Samoa Joe was stenched from there. uh, AJ Styles was. Christopher Daniel was Daniels there too. Yeah, I think so. So there was a lot of cross filtering, but it was it was where you wanted to go before you got to the big one, right? It was it was the good pit stop. It was not college ball, but it was like the triple A's man for baseball. You know where you're getting there. You were going to head up and head out. Um, going from it. So Jericho winning, I'm like, okay, maybe he put shine. Maybe he wants to make people watch the product. It did work the first time because that's why he was the inaugural AEW champion. But I don't think a deal's imminent. And even if the deal was imminent, I'm going to tell you now, you know who's going to watch Ring of Honor? The same dudes who are watching AEW. So you can trust the title that was on Claudio to begin with to be a flagship or somebody else as long as you give them that exposure on AEW. Wouldn't you agree? Makes no sense. It's it's literally the Friends spinoff TV show. We were talking pop culture all day today. Y'all chose Joey because we all like Joey, so we went with Joey. You know, but Joey got canceled. What you should have done is go with Frasier the way that you did with Cheers. Claudio is your Fraser Crane, damn it. And not because they're both balding, but because <laughs> of the fact that you went with the one that was the most interesting that didn't have all the touch points of everybody else, of Sam and Diane and all that other shit. What if they went with fucking, like, what if Sam left the bar? Mm. And it was, or Diane comes back. He's, he, he, I think he says a curse alley memory. So I, was like, yeah. I don't want to watch a Diane spinoff. Mm-hmm. That's where they make the issue of it. So I wasn't crazy about that. Pack defeated Orange Cassie. Um, the Acclaimed beat Swerve in a glory. Scissor me, daddy ass. I just love that. I, I can get canceled for saying that on a show, show, so whatever. But I, I just love everything about the vibe. I've been supporting those dudes for a while. If I really had the confidence as a human being, I would buy that shirt. I do not have the confidence of a human being because I feel like there would be so much to explain. Like today I had to take photos and heels because we're doing our walk a mile. So, you know, I already had that. If I wore a, a scissor me daddy ass shirt, it'd just be over for me in my life. Um, I love them. Bowens, Caster, good stuff, good on them because they they were really your rags of riches is the way I'll use it because they were a startup with AEW on AEW Dark. They got over, they got the crowd, they worked on the wrestling a little bit, and now they're champions into it. I thought it was more appropriate than this random hodgepodge of dudes who are getting ties. And I like Keith Lee, and I like Swerve. I like them. I like all. I, I generally like all wrestlers. I'll tell you who's trash. But um, the acclaimed it was time. Some people felt like it should be done at all out, but New York was at Arthur Ashe. The guys were there celebrating the hometown victory. It was good. Moxley versus Brian, uh, Brian Dalson, a.k.a. Formerly Down Brian, two past, past WWE guys. They wrestled earlier this year. That's how they created Blackpool Combat Club. Um, Moxley got the win on them. This was the finally crown an AEW world champion because, remember, it was Punk got hurt. Then there was an interim. Then we're going to do a title eliminator. And then, Punk, then Moxley won it, the interim, beat Punk to become the AEW champion. And then the power of Chicago – Murder Capital USA <laughs> goes, gives pow- Punk power, and then Punk beats Moxley at the last pay-per-view, and then Punk got hurt, and of course he got suspended. So now here we go. And I was like, man, they should give it to Danielson. I think it puts a little bit of injection of a new blood in there. We know that MGF waiting in the wings, but I want to see how MGF does with a new um, 